Well, we still don't have a name for this podcast yet. <laughs> We're working on it. We've got some very exciting ideas. Are the Forever we? Podcast. Oh my god. Well, that's that's every episode we record. Yeah, that's, awesome. like, that's just that's just the regular feed, honestly. <laughs> Why stop at five star runtimes? Uh, we're just the waypoint dreamers over here. You know? I was gonna say that. God, god damn, damn, it. damn it! Fuck. Oh no. Not. Is it possible oh, to no. melt into a seat when you're by yourself in a movie theater? Uh-huh. Yo, I so tried. You also had that yes. experience. I tried. I, <laughs> I attempted to merge with the seat. Oh Dude. my god. Um, truly a a blessed a blessed day to uh <laughs> the return to cinema after a year and a half was Was this your first one? This is your your return this is the first movie you went back to see? I considered lying to my wife about going to see this. Uh, so, I, 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 so that because you wanted that experience to be with her. Yeah, we like yeah. Special. Our our date night is dinner and a movie. Like always has yeah. been. Like that that is like the hundred percent our thing. If it's like if my someone volunteers to watch the kids, it is. What are we gonna do? All right, well, let's go. Yeah. See like dinner and a movie. That's always been our escape. It's like part of what we fell for each other for in the first place was was movies and. Uh, yeah, so like when I like was coming to grips with the fact that I was gonna have to go to the movie theater to see this, I was not able. To, I was like, I try. I made a good faith effort to track down a screener to see if I could do it at home, and it it did not. It did not pan out. My contacts in the movie industry <laughs> pale. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if I can get you a second Skyward Sword HD code, Kato, but usually I can pull that shit off in video games, not not in movies. Um, but uh, and I finally broke because I was I taking her dropping her off at the train. I was like, all right, I got oh, this has been stressing me out. I'm going to I'm going to a movie theater. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean you're going to a movie theater? I was like, I need I need to go see the new Purge movie. And she's like, oh, that trailer is pretty bad. I was like, and you're going to go at 11 a.m. sober. And I was like, y- yeah, <laughs> tick, tick, tick. You, you're mar- you're mar-. She's like, I don't know. That seems worse for you than it would be for me. And I was like, yeah, 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 you're yeah, you're, that's yeah, correct. You're right. Um, that's correct. Yeah, I also had um, a nearly empty. I was there early, so I was the only one there for like really right up until the final trailer. And then like yeah. th- then two things happened. One is <laughs> a couple came in by themselves in a way that made me go, they thought this would be an empty theater. <laughs> like they came in laughing and like holding hands in such a way that they like turned and was like, here I am with my popcorn, motherfuckers. <laughs> Y'all got a chaperone. And then, thankfully, like three minutes later, another individual came in by themselves. Uh, and then a family came in with like two little kids. Like, like uh. not babies. Not They wouldn't know what's happening. Like, seven, between six and nine is what I would say. Two of them. <laughs> Look, I, I am, uh, the they laughed their time all the way through it. I think they've been prepped. I think that they're, sure, they like, seem fine. Every, there were no every, screams. Every, Every child, yeah, that's that's really the the key with that stuff. It's like, yeah, that that sets off a red flag even for a permissive household like the Klepik family. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, every every kid's every kid's different. Even still, like this, this one's got some. I mean, I guess there's those. Well, there's borderline sexual assault, but it doesn't actually happen. So you know, but uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Anyway. anyway, but I I did. <laughs> but so anyway, I say all this because uh, I, I I thought it'd be worth like starting off. I wanted to Rob and I. Our 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 good friends, opposites attract. Our tastes yeah, like could couple. not be the more different in in so many uh, different ways. In a different in an uh, uh you know in a different timeline, Rob. Maybe you and I are dating. Like we we were we like th- this 
It's like, what? Are you, who are you? Who is this person yeah. uh, on the opposite side of everything? And so I posted a screenshot uh, into a group message. Uh, I don't think it was the one with Kato. There was one with just the three of us uh, in which it's like, ah, yes, my return to cinema. And it was a screenshot of me like booking a seat for 1125 <laughs> on a Thursday with, <laughs> no, with nobody else there. And Rob goes, yeah, that seems great. And I was like, no, this is this is a nightmare. I was like, my my return to cinema, I wanted the Kato experience. Like when I go to a movie, yeah. I, I, I full- Excuse me? What? What's the Kato experience? <laughs> we went to, uh, what? Steven Soderbergh's uh, sort of avant-garde, <laughs> right, I remember um, now. like a cinema verite <laughs> uh, tale of like what it is to pay for and get the Kato experience. The Kato experience, of course. No, his yeah. his whole his whole arc of seeing the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, uh, like right, that. I see. That was yes. his return to movies was, was being in a, a, a crowd of people losing their minds. Um, <laughs> you know, so I I live for. Uh, you know, going to see Avengers Endgame and people are hooting and hollering at the screen when Captain America like grabs Thor's hammer like that. That for me is like when I go out, like that's what I want. Or it's like people screaming in a, in a horror film. Like I, but that's because I don't go to see serious like serious films yeah. at the theater. Like I'm not right. going to see The Father or something like that's all. That's all. The crying is happening at home. Um, and so like the, the notion of seeing a movie like a, a, The Purge. Is is you know in that crowd pleasing category yes, of films? I, yes. I bet I bet this movie would have been more fun, not 100%. better, but would have fun. been more fun with a group of people groaning and shouting at it. And yeah. so me by myself, and I feel like these movies are also made in in that spirit. And thus, yeah. when when watched outside of that context in such a clinical, more academic setting, that was me with my big screen. Um, I, I lost something both. And I think with the, the movie plays with and in the world that it, it is pulling from, um, from an audience expectation standpoint. And also that's just not what I go to, to the movies for, but it was just funny to yeah. uh, discover not a thing. I'd be surprised that Rob would groan at me about, but just to add it to a growing uh, list of things that he would groan about. Right. No, if you'd seen it in a full theater, obviously at the end of the movie, everyone would have clapped and stood up and shouted blue, no matter who. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. I feel like you missed out on a real great, oh. pleasing experience. You would, you would have needed the right. You would have needed the right crowd. I, you would, I guess it would be hard to calibrate, and specifically in the area that I live in. I don't know that the whole theater would have groaned at American Dreamers necessarily. It's I don't know wild. that I would have gotten the uh, appropriate response uh, that I. Would, but I'm with you that it for. is a just in terms of people yelling, people clapping, people being in that. This movie would have done a lot better by me if I had had other people with me. I'm not like that with every movie. I, yeah. as always, tend to sit in between the two of you on this spectrum where <laughs> I can enjoy the finer things of life. Uh, but also, yeah, I would have enjoyed this movie more with a beer and, like, to 200 other people in that room, probably. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so, anyway, yeah. we're all back to the theaters now. We all we all went and saw it. For the Kyle, moment. You also saw it. Wait, wait, oh, yeah. yeah, well, listen. Rates are up, baby. And in this case, rates are bad. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see how long theaters stay open. Fuck. Uh, I should like sneak out and see another movie before it gets too bad. That where I'm gonna know I'm gonna be alone in the theater. They know? ain't closing. Not a chance. They're not closing. Well, this is this is the nightmare, right? Like, I mean, this is this is the bummer part of like here the other like this week in Massachusetts, the headlines flipped, and it's like, oh, the variants are here. They're in force, and like. 
the number of people who are being hospitalized who've had two doses of vaccine, not high, but they're large enough to be alarming. Like you're back to like, you're rolling dice. You probably don't want to be rolling. Um, And so it's this, yeah, it's this frustrating thing of like, it does feel like people do not, will not be willing to go back. But that also makes me all the more frustrated at the speed at which um, like a lot of authorities were like, all right, dust off our hands. We, We beat it. This is my big problem with the forever purge. Genuinely. Um, what the Forever Purge doesn't seem to understand is that there is an alliance between the conspiracy theorists, the anti-vaxxers, the like right-wing uh, disinformation machine, um, the, the kind of fascist recruitment programs, and, and the Republican Party, and the, you know, the state writ large in, 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 in some, some instances. Um, they see them, this movie sees those two things as separate and often in conflict, uh, when in fact we know that Republican lawmakers have in fact lifted up those voices, uh, and have in some, and in, and, and in, in some states at this point are putting things into place to, that, that go even further than just being about the coronavirus and instead are more broadly associated with anti-vax culture, uh, deregulation, uh, et cetera. And that alliance is what causes a forever purge more than individual bad actors. Um, this is a movie that could only have imagined January 6th is happening without law enforcement and, and military pers- former military personnel involved and instead sees them as like just weirdos and hicks, quote unquote. It draws a very particular line between normal, normal, good Republican white people Normal good Republican white people that have an annual holiday where the murder is legal, and then and then all these crazy the, people right. that want to do it all the time. Like I, I lost my mind with this movie three or four times with where it was drawing those lines. Rob, you, it seems like you, I think you have a different. It Completely. feels like you have a different. Like we're gonna have to talk through it because yeah, yeah. I, I think um, my reading of the metaphor. The, the film I think the film is laboring with its metaphor but fundamentally I think the analogies that you're matching up are different from mine um, Dude, and I, so I'm cool. seeing it work in different different directions yeah we'll talk through it um but yeah I I will uh yeah I saw it in an empty theater um and quickly I was like you know this projection could be better. Uh, there's there's well, a that's blown all, that's up a, spot. That's on the also projection. The there were there were scratches on my mm, screen. Now, granted, yeah. I went to the earliest showing I could get was at the like most low rent theater that we have. It's not the one that I I would I would like even frequent in the times that I go out. But it was just the most convenient and the early the one. The I don't one have I could a get high rent noon. theater. I've just got uh, my local multiplex. Yeah, we got no arc light for miles, baby. <laughs> no, there's no arc. There's we don't go that high end. Well, they're but dead, we, so they're. I guess I'm saying the the AMC is like this is like lower than than that. Uh, and it had a bunch of. We're truly the, the you know probably relative to my position to the screen uh, and the quality of that screen. It's better in my house, yep. <laughs> like with the project. Now, granted, yep. my projector is only 1080 and it's old and it makes a loud hum. But I still think it probably would have been a better experience than the the movie that uh, or how it was projected, um, which again like speaks to the problem of movie theaters in general. It's like you got to give me a reason to go. So um, I went on Tuesday, five dollar well, AMC this- Tuesdays, baby. Yeah, my, mine was six. <laughs> mine was six twenty five on a Thursday morning. So we were in the yeah, early yeah, bird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is why, like, the whole that clip we saw a million times of, like, this is the moment in uh, Avengers when the audience went wild and everything. 
and it's like yeah theaters love that by the way theaters are so happy to have that moment that was illegally filmed and they would have probably kicked that person out if they could have caught them <laughs> taking a taking a video of that moment uh but but two it's also like yeah you better be selling the communal experience because increasingly like you're not selling the technical one like ah you this is the way it's meant to be seen on an aging projection projector with a burned out part of the lens that's just got like shimmering light coruscating through it across the frame where it looks like reality is being torn open in the center of the film. And I was like, that looks that it's like um it's like a migraine aura in the Ew. middle of the in, in the middle of the image. It was it was so weird. But anyway, not as weird as this fucking movie. Weird movie. So oh. The Forever Purge. Here's the deal. Um, and the trailers probably told you a lot, but to, to close the loop. Last week, last we checked on The Purge, before the first Purge, which sets up the prequel, which yeah. was awesome. We loved it. Great movie. Um, great action horror movie. Real badass. Uh, but the last we saw in the, the Purge timeline was their centrist, uh, like, Clintonian analog won the election, but mm-hmm. the new founding fathers were not going quietly, uh, and it was unclear what the future held. This movie opens on the NFFA stormed back to power. But they uh, just skip. In, they just skip yeah. it. They just go, you know what would be the, the more interesting film would be to any of that. <laughs> like well, any I actually, of that. Well, I actually love this decision so go, much. Yeah, like but basically the, their position is this that that election did not last. The new founding fathers were not defeated. They were out of power for a, a time a and cycle. then they rolled back into yes. power. They and back in. I'm shocked she got according to the wiki, it it has been 8 years since the first since She got two terms? She got two terms. Wow. I don't buy that. I don't, I don't buy that, buy that, that at second. all. I buy that as a one one term. That's, that's hopeful. That's optimistic projection about the cur- about the Biden presidency for sure for sure. Uh, God. <laughs> so the purge is back on, yeah. and we this time first one. Which is the first um, one coming up? People are wondering, is it yeah. going to fix everything? And this time we are seeing it through the lens of uh, the people we meet at the start of this film. Uh, two people who are making the trek up from Mexico across the border uh, through through like a part of the tunnel network uh, to like immigrate into the United States. And then we catch up with them um, working like service jobs uh, in this uh, like new founding fathers uh, restored vision of America. Uh, so we have uh, Juan uh, played by Teno Huerta, who is a ranch hand and just a true bike arrow. Uh, just, just like more cowboy than any of the other. The, like, the biggest but, cowboy like, there ever been. Just <laughs> you want to in case it wasn't clear. He's going to break a horse in the first 30 seconds. But in a a sort of, but in both a domineering but loving way, you know, he stares that horse down. Then he leans over and he says a few words to it. The old words, the words no one knows how to speak anymore. Just like, I know know someone, but I'll, I know someone who can call him the beast. (laughs) Uh, And then we have, um, we have Adela uh, played by Anna de la Reguera who is working as uh, a caterer and they are sort of paired with the Tucker family. The Tucker family are the uh, Southwestern uh, well-to-do 
Rant. Caterer? No, caterer is wrong. Yeah, no. She's working at a at huh? a meat at a meat at a at a slaughterhouse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a slaughterhouse, and they were measuring different cuts of meat, right? Yeah. Is that a Weird, thing? I I feel like one of the overheard pieces of conversation, like during her first shift, I thought it sounded like they they had some sort of like uh, client type shit that they had to worry about. But hmm, well, yeah, like, it's but it's like big. It's like you know they sell to groceries and stuff like those types of clients. Right. I, I think, think the whole thing is the I, part of that. Part of that to me was that it was setting up. I mean, the opening of this movie is very interesting for many reasons. And I think there is class struggle is in this movie. It understands that class struggle is an engine of history. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't really understand what that necessarily m- means. I think <laughs> um, it struggles, uh, but, but isn't it? But isn't, right, isn't that's that, exactly isn't, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the whole series though? I like feel like th- this series yeah. is like constantly wielding like. B- obvious bludgeoning objects in a way that it it never I don't think it f- fully understands what it's doing but like he only so- did once I think well, right, the first yeah, film the, where it's I like just fully in, t- in touch with suburban dread yes. there it's like that is a it understands like this this particular class and how it sees the yeah. world and I, then uh, at yeah. every step where they're like damn we gotta say something profound about America each time it's a little bit more like ooh you're getting real high on that wire well, the first, and, and then sometimes like the first purge like they throw enough darts that they do align yeah. in, in a way and I should say like they it's like it, it is one like writer uh, James DeMonico yeah like he he, is, he has been the through line written all the scripts directed but the directors one of have- them the direct, yeah, and he directed which one did the he first, direct? He might have directed the, oh, first, purge. the first one, yeah. Uh, no, the first, oh, purge. no, he did not uh, direct the first purge. The first no. purge was okay, it was a black never, director, if I remember, it was correctly. a black director, yes, yes. yeah. I think he directed uh, the first, the okay, original gotcha. purge, it's what, he did. um, but it's okay. like it, it has always like come uh, from him, and I just, I, I just feel like there, there is a strong theming throughout this entire franchise yeah. of plucking from the headlines, plucking from broad themes that have resonance and. Like just wielding them irresponsibly, while also, but but also like it like in good faith, so that it just you yes. never quite know where things are going to, to so, land, and why it's clunky. Clunky reason, is like the, the overarching yes. word that describes the purge, where it's like you find yourself compelled to it because like ah, like oh okay, like I kind of see what you're playing with, and then like like I don't I, know. Yeah, mm. the I think the reason I want to call this out as like the the it's important it's important that there is that this is a. Uh, Slaughterhouses because it's drawing a line between the Tucker's mm-hmm. cattle ranching business and Adela's uh, income and the income of the community. This is a community on the outside of Austin, Texas, and it seems like this part of town, at least, or this this section of of, of the world, uh, is uh, driven in a large way by that business. And it means that they're able to frame the Tuckers both as very rich, but also very central to. Uh, Central and in a way that the movie wants you to understand as being, if not charitable, a, a, a relationship that is a uh, is one of potential worth, largely driven by the grandfather's character. There's this mm-hmm. notion that like, or the the father of of the right. male Tucker, what's his name? I don't know. His, I don't know the racist, character. the racist who you root for is supposed to root for Dylan. Dylan's <laughs> dad. It's it, this like image of like the way things used to be. And I think it also introduces the double blend of what is at heart here? Is this a racial conflict or is this a, cast, a class conflict between mm. the Tuckers and Adela and Juan, who I've just realized don't have last names, which is interesting. Um, yeah, and, uh, and anyway. the, the Tuckers are sort of your quintessential um, 
well-to-do costume cowboys uh, in some ways. Like, they live in a very fancy, uh, like, ranch house. All their shit is expensive. Um, and a I lot get of the, the impression is- they would call themselves middle class, even though they're <laughs> very rich. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, th- this is and this is sort of the quintessential like you follow like Sarah Tabor on Twitter, for instance. Yes. Yes. Uh, always a good follow to understand like the reality of like who is doing the farming versus who defines themselves as farmers. Um, the Tuckers uh, consider themselves uh, like benevolent farmers and uh, leaders of a team of farmhands. Uh, and the farmhands are a little like the Tuckers <laughs> do not know what their workers think of them. Uh, right. And we can see that like already in that team of farmhands, uh, there are tensions. There are class tensions. There are uh, there are also ethnic uh, tensions that are sort of simmering beneath the surface. Uh, but either way, all this stuff uh, is on the eve of Purge Night, the first one in a long time. People are coming to the terms with their feelings about uh, the return of this ritual. And there's uh, some, it's unclear, like, uh, which way, like, Dylan Tucker, the, the hothead son, comes down on all this. He seems pretty racist. He seems like he might be out there purging. But noble uh, Caleb Tucker, played by Will Patton, who I think not accidentally calls to mind a little bit of Joe Biden, certainly Hugely. calls to mind a lot of John McCain. Yep, yeah. both of them. Um, you nailed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh, retroactively yeah. feel worse. Yeah. <laughs> He's out there. Passing envelopes of cash around. Hey, keep your family safe during the purge. Yep. Can't and stay here. Can't your family can't stay <laughs> yeah, here. No. Big ass house, tons nope. of room. Tons Hell, of room. you could you could go out where the animals are, and you'd be safer than anything that that you're gonna do. But yep. here's you know five hundred bucks. Like go buy a Glock, I guess. But the whole thing is misdirection because purge night, nothing happens. Uh, Adela and Juan. Uh, this is kind of cool. They. Collect, their community has pooled funds together to hire mercs, and so they spend the night uh, in a warehouse guarded by heavily armed private security while Purge Night uh, unfolds beyond the wire. But they're all safe and the, heavily the armed. Horn- heavily armed mercs who are like extremely tactical, but nevertheless look down on the the extreme right wing nationalist ethno nationalist purgers who drive by. They're like yeah. these fucking crazies, and it's like. You you don't know those people? Y'all aren't in like the same like group chat? They're because- at the bar they're at the bar on Friday. Like, right. I know like, that I know you, you know the tab. These yeah, yeah. I know that you run in similar circles. Well, but that's 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 the same in the same way that uh they, they try to set up uh like the family dynamic and the Tuckers were like, Oh, well we all we love the help. We love the people on, right. on they're, like they're, they're like family. They're like family, family to us. Yeah. Um yeah. They're not sitting at the table eating dinner with us. They're entertaining the kids over there. Um, but, uh, you know, that uh, Spanish. Well, right. And then they set up like everyone kind of rolling their eyes like, oh, hate it when he gets a little racist. Um, <laughs> as if this hasn't. Well executed. Uh, Josh Lucas doing the job. He's that great. Guy who he, gets he's too, too many beers into the night and everyone's just like, oh, here we fucking go. Oh, boy. Uh, Dylan's Dylan's going to let us know what he thinks. Uh, but I just mean like they those are like t- two like kind of plot like like theme threads they set up but don't really do much with, which is p- sort of like the the darts of of the purge in general. Or it's like, well, this dude's this is probably not the first time he's been doing this. And yet mm. it like goes unremarked on. It's mostly just there to like, ah, he's he's the one that's going to have to learn a lesson over the the arc of this of this film yeah. um, in, in the same way that, you know, they set up that these mercs really should they'd be in the same like Austin said group chats and it goes 
kind of kind of unremarked about for a movie that it's well, you know, that's like the so, core of it. Yeah, I, go ahead, Rob. Well, I, do we want to do the analysis or do we want to get through the uh, let's like, let's do the high level. Let's. I, I want to go beat by beat with this thing as we talk through it because otherwise, okay, so I'm gonna miss shit. So let's okay. rewind a little bit. We'll back up then. Uh, yeah. All right. Where do you want to begin? Where do we even begin? Do we want to begin with the like the journey across the border? Um, because like I think that's effective. There's a bit of like a jump scare moment of like it, it shows the dread of the crossing, um, and then what you're you? what you're well, being led into. Yeah, I mean, I do think it ends up being kind of an important count counterpoints to later in the movie that helped me give it a slightly more generous read. It still doesn't end well, but like yeah. I think the the crossing being kind of harrowing, but ultimately they make it through safe enough um, ends up kind of being important for how the movie goes in the end, in the opposite direction. It's also harrowing, but not as harrowing as it, it can be Um, right. It's harrowing in the sense that they get led. They, they, they deal with some people who are uh, uh, a little, a little shady. Let's say they hand some money over. It's a tense situation. They get led. This is Juan and Adela. They get led down down a ladder into the dark, into a cave system underneath this this kind of shack, uh, and are led by a young a young boy, teen teenage boy, through the through the dark, through the caves. They get separated from him at a moment. There's a jump scare where he turns out to have made a turn, and they catch up to him. And Adela shows up right in front of him, but then they get through safely, and yeah. it's framed as a positive thing for them. This is not a this movie does not think that these are bad people in any way for right. migrating to America, right? Um, um, and also, it's not just them too, which which was no, it's I a think, bunch of other. Yeah, it's you're like right. yeah, yes. there's like a big group of people. They're like the last ones, kind of in this current group about to go across, and they get yeah. that they get that um that signal that comes up later in the movie from the kid. It's like if you ever need help, look for yes. the look roses. For the rose. Yeah. Look for the roses. Find your local DSH. No, that's yeah. not, <laughs> not what this movie means. This movie does not want that. No, fact. no. Um, what it means is... It's, it's you know, it's cool. that there's community. That there's a community on this side of the wall of the... Yes, of, that there from, is specifically from, a Mexican yeah, community, right? In this, that will in help you. Yes, yes. Um, it's a movie that really does believe... And then I guess soon after that, we get both a core conflict and a background character who ends up being a little more important at the very end that are also about suggest- suggesting the background character is a, is a native American character uh, mm-hmm. whose name is Chiago. Is that right? Um, who shows up on TV and is, is the counter voice is the person he's saying like, listen, the purge is not going to get rid of ethno-nationalism. I know yeah. that the new founding fathers have convinced you that if once a year everyone gets to kill someone, they'll they'll temper down a little bit. But that is not what is going Anyone to happen. Anyone open a history book? Yeah. Like, yeah. No. We did this before. The purge <laughs> did happen. It was just didn't have a fancy marketing term. Yes. Well, um, And in it, this world, it also was the purge and it didn't help for right. years. And also, it, it it's put this marker down yeah. where depending on where you now, get now, like the purge is taking that wider angle lens or trying to, and it's like, you know, really this is what America has always been ever since like the dispossession and uh, like genocide against the native Americans who lived here. Right. Um, And so it is trying to, and this is going to become a, a pretty heavy, heavily handled theme 
because it's going to be part of this uh, like sort of reappraisal of what even is this idea of America uh, that is being like the new founding fathers. What is the America we're talking about? What, well, where does the purge sit in that tradition? It's not only the new founding fathers, because I was going to say the other big thing that gets introduced early here in the relationship between Adela and Juan is a a core conflict between them in which Juan wants to hold on to Mexican tradition, wants to use Spanish in the house. Um, it prizes a lot of the small things that remind him of home, and in home means his home across the border, whereas Adela wants to uh, effectively assimilate into American culture, wants to use English in the house, not uh, not just at work. Um, and believes deeply in the dream of America during their night in in the kind of purge warehouse, the the, the not the purge warehouse, the anti purge warehouse. That's the, that's, the, that's the next movie. Yeah, the purge warehouse. Um, she has this little speech where she says, "America is everything. It is Mexico. It is Africa. It is Italy." I'm going to skip that. Africa is not a country; it's a continent. Uh, we can take it all. We can learn it all, and we can embrace it. And that is the vision of America that she has. Um, and it's in line with the the uh, the the Biden McCain character's similar perspective about like believing that there's such a thing as as a good American and in a sense that like in my day we we had this sense that there was that we were connected on these core values um, that made America great and somewhere along the way we lost the plot right it's this very I think very naive position I, and I think in a movie where that character is framed as naive I'm here for him believing that. Um, and I, I and maybe they are both naive to some degree. Uh, maybe the film does want us to believe that they're naive, but I also don't know. But isn't, the, isn't the series naive? Right? Like I think that's like a, that's yes. also. But I like, think it's the I, film I think you're seeing more seeing, than yes. right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That, I agree with you. I'm saying in a world where it's just the characters being naive, I think right. that's interesting characterization. But because of the focal point being about really about Juan and Dylan's relationship and them becoming accepting of each other. I think it does believe there's such a thing as a good American and it comes out of disparate peoples coming together and looking past their prejudices and putting aside their differences and getting out to the poll, not getting out to the polls, but mm. you know, <laughs> that is, that to me is, is, is the, the worldview of this thing. Um, and I think it's interesting. I do think it's interesting that it comes out of that early Juan Adela debate around their ethnic culture and their ethnic heritage. And it, it sits in an, in an in interesting relationship given the rest of the arc of the film. So uh, I'm curious if any of you had thoughts about those early conversations between Juan and Adela. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, especially the the moment between them where they're, she like asks him to speak English in the house rang yeah. really familiar and true of like the kind of urge with which, depending on what, what where you're landing in in the like in 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 your like job the mm -hmm. urge with which you need to assimilate to continue to have that level of economic status like depending on where right. your entry point is and like what your connections are you may feel that stronger uh juan himself doesn't feel like he needs it as much and like speaks a lot of spanish that isn't even uh subtitled throughout the movie yeah which I, I, that's true was hilarious it's almost always like curses and shit which is really funny um but mm -hmm. um uh adela having this kind of job where she interfaces a lot more with more people is like she's managing people she has to be able to right. she's the bridge between the english-speaking black manager and the, the 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 group of uh mexican uh 
workers that are coming in and still learning how to translate from metric to imperial units right right so yes that yes. that that pressure there that economic pressure is part of why she's like we need to assim- assimilate more and quickly it's just like because we have to survive that's how we survive right it's through assimilation well, and i think it actually sets up one of the better exchanges in the film uh where juan and dylan uh have the cut the shit conversation and uh-huh. the thing they share in common is like Juan doesn't want to become an American. And this is the thing. Like he mm-hmm. rejects the premise behind assimilation. Uh, he, like he's here for work. He's here for economic reasons. He's here because he has to be. But he's not here being like, oh, it's my American dream. And this is where I'm going right. to build a home and I'm going to become an American. No, Juan's Mexican. He's going to remain Mexican. He's going to remain who he is and part of the culture he's a part of uh, wherever you put him. And the the weird thing is, this is kind of the the one place where there is a bit of overlap between him and Dylan, which is that like we don't want to be we don't want to be like living alongside each other and having two completely different cultures next to each other. If we had our druthers, we would both be where we want to be, uh, living how we want to live. The difference is, Dylan is in the U S and has all the privilege yes. to be like fuck it, you live in America, mm-hmm. and Juan cannot survive um for a variety of reasons uh without like working for an asshole like dylan and but but i think that the film is getting at something here which is that a lot of times particularly i think in centrist discourse the idea is people just want to come here and assimilate and it's like no Mm -hmm. people want to come for like security economic physical whatever whether they want to assimilate into the hegemonic american culture is a different question. Uh, and I think there's a lot of folks who would happily not make those sacrifices and exchanges if they were not kind of forced on them uh, yeah. by this country they find themselves living in. Unfortunately, Juan never speaks as evocatively to that experience as Adela does about the American dream or as Caleb does about what it once meant to be a good American. Um, th- that perspective does live in those characters. But I think that you are meant to draw a moral line between Dylan and Juan, not of equivalency. I think the film understands that Dylan is a particular sort of asshole. Not so much so that we're not supposed to root for him throughout half of the fucking movie, but but that he and and Juan have closed their hearts off uh, to the idea of, if not assimilation, um, uh, at least co- cohabitation some sort of better life where the, where where these two families could be intertwined because of deep communal relationships that it sees as preferential to uh immigrating somewhere just for economic reason um or and, and here it is it is right you know uh exploiting immigrant workers for cheap labor while uh not giving them any sort of access to the safety security or cultural resources that you have access to because of being wealthy and, and majoritarian. Right. And that comes to the fore, uh, right after the horse breaking scene where, uh, you know, as we enter the realm of heavy metaphor, Dylan thinks he's got it. He he wants to be a, a real like hard ass American cowboy master horse breaker. And he gets punched in the gut by this uh, Bronco he can't tame um, and just looks like complete uh, schlep in front of his sister, in front of his dad and his dad just pouring fuel on this fire resentment is like, 
I got a real cowboy who can break break that Bronco. And enter the walkout music for Juan uh, as he comes That's out. That's Juan's music. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Immediately walks yes. up to that horse and is like, Spe- and the horse speaks is like, the magic words. Yeah. And the horse is like, saddle me up, cowboy. Um, <laughs> and it and really is like the horns hit. It is like his music plays and his music is Mexican cowboy, man. I think yeah. the sun drops by like 20 degrees in the sky the <laughs> yes. moment he comes out. And it's like, it's magic hour, people. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but afterwards, um, we get this uh, taste of what Juan's day to day is like now that now that Caleb has had his big like look at this real cowboy uh do this stuff well now Juan's back to walking the animals uh around the yard uh for a little exercise and Dylan is up on his overseer horse uh trying to throw his weight around and he's trying to call out Juan for being a few minutes late to work and it's a bullshit like Everyone who's worked a service job has had this exchange where it's like, <laughs> didn't see you at a clock in time. Where were you? Uh, someone said they saw you coming in late. And Juan just kind of brushes this off. Um, and then Caleb comes through and gives everyone their purge bonus. But at the end of the scene, the white farmhand who won dimed out Juan Um and two, it doesn't seem to have the respect that, that Juan does enjoy uh, on that team. Um, after Caleb's come through handing out his, his purge money, keep your family safe, etc. I got a question. I got a question. How much How much do we think that money is? Um, It's a pretty... It looked thick. It, it's right? a substantial I, I have a number in my mind. Do we want to type a number and say it? I think it's higher than the number someone said. All right, yeah. Let's hold on. So let's everyone type the number and then hit send when we send the All signal. Right, yes, me too. All right. Uh, I'm, ready to th- I'm ready to hit enter. I'm ready. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Wow. Okay, what a range. This is an incredible range. Oh, my God. Kato says. $700. You know. Kato's cynicism runs deep. I just don't don't know how we get to $700 unless it's stacks of 20s. Yeah, that's what I mean. It probably is, right? It's a thick envelope. It is thick. It is meant also, to convey. Also is, I'm a generous benefactor. Are, are they all the same thickness too? Because it felt a I little think that bit. That comes like, from. Maybe. I don't know. I I wish I could have. Like, I wish this was like a digital release so I could like pause it and like take a screen cap of it because it <laughs> felt know, okay, in the just, moment a little I, thinner. I'm gonna <laughs> ask Juan. a question that's going to make me. That's gonna make me seem. That's gonna make me seem like a drug dealer. Ooh, have wow. any of you held two thousand dollars of twenties in your hands before? Do you know what that is? Because it's not as much as you think it is. I'm trying to think the most no. I've no. It's 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 no. thicker than my phone, but it's not thicker than it's not this thick. Okay. It stacks quick. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. that's oh, so anyway. Patrick says fifteen hundred. I say two thousand. Rob says three thousand. Um. I I looked at that envelope and I said that's two thousand dollars. How much does that sure. gun cost? Well, that's so this is question. the thing. That's well, and we question. get to this. So the farmhand, the white farmhand, yes. who was like stirring the pot with one. And I've written well, down here. Did I? I, I read that differently. I read that as what's his face, Dylan, having yeah. had asked earlier, asked the white farmhand, like, did you see him earlier? And he's like, I don't know, like, no, probably. Because then his response was like, when he was like, look, he's calling you a liar. The white farmhand's response was like. Uh, he can say whatever he wants. Like he's he seems like he's trying to stay out of it at that point and not like being like no ice. Oh, see, uh, 
yeah, I read it as I'm not a liar, but I'm not like, yeah, I, mm. I kind of read it as I stand by what I said. Um, I don't know. I, and- I kind of like because I was definitely just like dylan's a shit bag i like your reading better I actually because like, it does then it, it, felt it like, does it's less in conflict with what the white farmhand says a minute later right after yes. caleb departs and this he's is, like this this is just guilt money uh because they're exploiting us day in day right. out uh, treating us like slave labor he absolutely yes. I, that's how i read that scene and was like this is the boss trying to play two employees off each other because he asked 100%. one a question directly and i was like look you told me earlier that you didn't see him. Did you see him or not? Like, right? Being put in that, and like, he's just like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not playing this. I'm, well, he can say what he said. I keep whatever. my own head down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and also um, not yeah, coming to the said defense that, of like, oh yeah, no, you know what? Actually, maybe I was wrong. Just like yeah. not getting involved, right? There's a certain amount of I'm not gonna stick my neck out either is uh, in that in that scene. I did write down. Oh no, is this white guy Antifa after? <laughs> this? <laughs> Well, um, the movie. Well, well, <laughs> it's a very confused movie about various things. But yeah, go ahead, Rob. What well, we gonna- yeah. So, like, we can already see this guy's going to break bad somehow. Um, and then we do get we in here. We also get a couple of scenes of Dylan in his natural element. We see him in a cookout. Uh, mm-hmm. A friend of his is asking, hey, you want to come ride out Purge Night with us? And Dylan makes clear he doesn't like Purge Night. It's hard to be hard to be sociable on Purge Night. Hard to feel good during Purge Night. And uh, yet. And yet. <laughs> um, boy, is he the first one like, hey, guys, it's starting. It's Purge time. Yeah. Well, he's 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 like two sheets to the wind uh, by the time true. Purge Night starts. Um, and well, but we see about- like the family feels secure. Uh, sorry. He's a little worried. That that scene about with Dylan where he's like I'm not gonna like say him saying no to that other pe that other family was about mm-hmm. their uh, Spanish speaking house the nanny right. Like There's that, two different things that happen there. Right. There's like, the Spanish speaking nanny. That's the one that makes a scene. But right. he does also say he is not into the whole purge thing. He, right. It, it but I read that as thing. like him trying to be polite before saying specifically. Oh no, I don't want them yes. learning Spanish or like being yes. that explicit about like I don't want to hang I don't want to hang out with your help that night or whatever. Assuming that there's a dis- live-in nanny. I think there's two distinct things happening. I think okay. one is that he's a racist about about uh, uh, the people who work for him. Yeah, uh, about Latinx people uh, in general, Latinx people in general, um, and also I think that the role. I think his relationship with the Purge is not the relationship he thinks he has to the Purge. Uh, he doesn't want to ride out and go kill people. But I think he does want to puff his chest out and lower all of his his expensive shielding mm-hmm. and go out and check on his gun cabinet and be the protector and the father and the masculine center of, of the American house. I think that yeah. that's probably – that position is being kind of validating for him, head of the table sort of guy. Um, uh and like, look, uh, you know, the, I think the reason, part of the reason why he goes, the, 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 oh, it's starting is because it's a moment where he can inflect in the family his importance to it. Because that family does not, does not need him. They need the workers at the farm. They need the, they need his father, Caleb, who has kind of a central, almost spiritual role in the, the, the center of the family. But they've also like built lives for themselves around with each other that don't necessarily need him on literally his high horse to ride in and <laughs> do anything. 
Um, and so I think this is a moment where you see someone who is like looking to prove to himself that he is valuable. Only he could have set up all this great, sorry, paid people to set up all of this <laughs> great home defense equipment. Only well, he knows how to only install he. the app. On his phone, right, yes. God, he does have the he does have the anti purge app. He yeah. does have the lockdown app on his phone. And you got two factor on that thing. I doubt it. It didn't look like it. It didn't no. look like it. No, he's just using Face ID, and he's like, yeah. "This is good enough." Yeah. But he's a little buzzed. He's flipping through his CCTV feeds, and he sees yeah. someone in the fucking barn, and he feels like someone is on the grounds, and the generator kicks off, and it starts to feel like is someone come to purge this family. Uh, and so he goes out to the garage, opens up the arsenal cabinet, um, <laughs> and immediately uh, draws down on his wife uh, <laughs> when she comes to check on him. And to be clear, we're actually in this moment with him because we do think like, fuck, that farmhand is there. Like he's yeah. there. Like they're in deep shit. Right. And so we kind of do get the jump scare when she just shows up. But nonetheless, he is drunk. He's waving a gun in her face. And she's like, what the fuck? I will um, say, if I were her, I would have said, honey, by the door before approaching. Mm-hmm, I yeah. just think, I'm not putting it on her. It's purge night. It's, it's no, purge but night. It, but she's she's clearly been with him for a while. You know this man's tendencies. It's not the first time you found him drunk wandering near some guns. <laughs> this is Cassidy Freeman. Oh. Um, good good, uh, good performer. Uh, mm-hmm. Was a good player on Longmire, which is sort of the unironic version of this, uh, like in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But she plays very well. This sense of, I know my husband's a piece of shit. I <laughs> yeah. love him. He is a piece of shit, though. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to feel about this going forward, but I guess time to have a kid. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Oh, wait. She's pregnant in the movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm like, wait. Where does she which, have a kid? Which makes the gun awful. drawing even more like reprehensible, right? Where it's <laughs> like, dude, Christ. come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway. Um, so I guess, meanwhile, we have the other vision of Purge Night, which is a cramped warehouse uh, filled with with immigrants. Uh, the the Burks that you mentioned up on the roof, also up on the roof at one point, Adela, who goes up to get some fresh air and to show <laughs> us that she's done, she's done some time with uh, some some uh, long some long guns. Yeah. I love this how to too. draw up. She just raises it into a ready position, and the Merc is like, "Damn, where'd you learn to do that?" And I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, goddamn, she's a real pro. Yeah, two back to back scenes of dudes just getting horny when things get a little weird. <laughs> I forgot that Dylan draws a gun on his wife. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, just just looking at someone who uh, gets hotter every time I see her get mad at me or whatever. <laughs> it, but you have to remember that that little exchange with Dylan comes after she gives like an out of nowhere stump speech about, you know, we can live in a world of love. We don't believe I've in forgotten the this. purge. It's a right. it's a very it's. I, I, it's hard to pin down what their relationship is and her read. I mean, I know it's easy to read like, I know my husband's a piece of shit, but then why does she feel the need to like give the stump speech about the family's values? Yeah. It, well, cause she did that it doesn't come from a feeling of confidence where she's like, actually I'm the dominant person in no. this relationship. And, uh, the values we're going to have as a family, you can go be the racist piece of shit over there. Like, I've got this. This kid's going to be fine. That's not the impression no, I get. No. It, it's more that she uh, not that she doesn't have her own agency, but it is very much she defers to, to Dylan and like his. 
it's and just an angel or, on the man, or manages speech. Dylan. Manages. Yeah. Dylan. Yes, that's a good way. Of it is constantly a, a yes. family that spends their time like managing Dylan no differently than they manage their 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 farm hands. Like he yes. is just kind of he's here. He's got the privilege to be in the family. We're not going to take that away from him. But also, we're not really going to do anything about the problem. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, the, the the reason that Adela on the roof draws a, an M16, uh, that just happens to be an extra M16 lying around for her to pick up, by the way, um, <laughs> uh, is because coming down the street outside of the warehouse is a purge purification force. Which we've seen before. Those have popped up in other movies. Okay. I think um, we've we've seen the vans. I don't know that we've seen it explicitly as we are targeting specific individuals yeah. for the specific. Like th- this is this is a, it's probably like one of the this movie's like horror elements are are goofy slash jump scare and and don't really do a lot of actual like making your blood sort of boil. Like this sequence it, on its own, like I found to be like like fairly effective at being like really unsettling and like you know i thought it was gonna go further in that direction throughout i did well i thought she was gonna take the shot (laughs) so it's a van Um, or it's a bus almost right because it's big inside it has windows it 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 seems like a rolling like gas chamber gas chamber like a rolling that was the that was not a gas chamber in yeah yeah it's it's they're executing they're executing people in there, and they're yeah. executing non-white people in there yeah. explicitly. Yes, right. Yeah. What it's like, America is for Americans, quote unquote, and by that they mean white people. They don't say white people. This is a movie that yeah. uses Americans versus Mexicans, Americans versus immigrants the most. Um, there is a black character who disappears halfway through the movie, flies away, not even halfway, <laughs> one one third, one third. Yeah. yeah. Um. God, it's a, it's a short movie, so I guess that's yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, but yeah, that is the, that is the language of this. Um, and it's, it's just like out there very directly. And she looks, looks at it through a scope with a lot of magnification. I, I that thing didn't look, it looked like a, I played Warzone. Yeah. That looked like an HCOG maybe, <laughs> yeah, you know? Totally. I don't think that thing was zoomed in that there. much. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but well, it's Adela scary. is just such a master, uh, you know, guns woman that yeah, like, that's her such, natural like, eyesight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, she brought her own scope. Uh, and there's a tension of like in that moment, how much can we trust these mercs? And the answer right. is they were paid enough to do the job and like they're out there. But they're also clearly and I like this, too. They are also scared. Like he like he's like, don't please do not shoot at them, because like fundamentally, he knows that those guys are there to discourage to to sort of harden target. Mm. But like he does not actually feel good about the odds of like winning a big old shootout there. Yeah. Um, they're the, equi- they're the equivalent of a uh, shit. What was that thing in the nineties that you would put on your car? Uh, oh, the club, the, the club, club yeah. which yeah. we've, you know, have since learned is useless. Very easy to, to remove it. Is it is, they have done the equivalent of uh, like printing out your own, uh, security stick that you can put in uh, your <laughs> lawn, even though you don't pay for the security. Cause all you want is just, well, if you're going to rob somebody, yeah. Could you, can you do it down the street? Like those guns are just a deterrence. It's not actually they would all be slaughtered if yeah. if they if they pulled up. And he says like it would be a war or something you'll, like that. He says and you'll start a war. You'll start a war, which is an interesting choice like of words there. I feel like it, it draws a kind of harsh line amongst like the war's already started, right? Like yeah. the, the like 
it's the fucking purge night. The the they're already rounding up innocent or whatever. Who knows innocent whatever. But yes, yeah. innocent people. Innocent. Uh, Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, think we, I think we can be. No, I know. I know. I, I, the purge purification force. <laughs> well, in it, but, yeah, I, but yeah, yeah. I, get, I get it. Like, yes, innocence yes, is not yes. relevant to this question. Yeah, of, like, exactly. Damn, yes. they, they right. got some you're good right. ones in that van. That's <laughs> not what we're, what we're saying right. here. Yeah. No, All they yes. did was jaywalk that one time. It's not that bad. Come on. Anyway, they all live. They all get through the night. The night goes on without a hitch. The alarm rings. Oh, the purge is over. I almost wish it wasn't called the Forever Purge. I almost wish it was just called the Purge, you know, Borderlines or something like that. (laughs) And then we got to this and we're like, huh, weird. And then the Forever Purge was a twist, you know? Right. Um, And so we we get into like zombie movie territory in some ways because people begin resuming work. And it's something to do well here. Um, it's rare we've stayed with the aftermath of the purge in these movies. It is eerie as like people are just walking over bodies in the street. Uh, there's like blood being hosed off of buildings and uh, you know down drain pipes. I forget um, who says that the day after the purge should be a holiday. Like nobody wants to go back to work the day after. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yes. I was actually kind of surprised it was it, it wasn't. Uh, right, it feels like right? that could have been a reform. That the new founding fathers could have brought in was like, hey, it's a little stressful. Let the cleanup crews do their work. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, exactly. just, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so this is, I, I mean, I, I, w- I would argue, um, effectively, it is a holiday for people who <laughs> can choose. Right. Who knows who can show right. up to work the next right. day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is who is made, who is compelled to show up to work uh, in challenging times is a. Uh, lever of power that is sort of gleefully uh, thrown in this in this country, but uh, like things that they don't draw a huge amount of attention to, but are sort of well executed. Executed. Uh, Adela's workplace is eerily quiet the next day. There are a lot of absent absent uh, workers there, and uh, sort of there's this dread of assuming the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. Um, meanwhile, Dylan. Sees the horses running out of the barn. Uh oh! Damn it! What do these farm hands do? And so he just uh, hung over, pissy. Uh, he just storms over there and immediately gets held up uh, by that farm hand. Kirk? Is that is it Kirk? That could be right. That I mean, could it's be Kirk. right. Looks like a Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he gets held up by uh, Kirk, um, who rounds up the family. And begins explaining that it's the forever purge. And basically, Kirk is here as the forgotten, uh, the forgotten white working class. Um, he's tired of working for these for these scumbags. And he gives a speech that's like, hey, you're afraid. Welcome to what it is like to not be rich in America. Yeah. This um, could disappear tomorrow. This could, the specific thing he does is he says, I'm going to pick someone out from your family and I'm going to kill them unless you give me all the money you have right now. At first he says, I'm taking all your money, all, all your wallet, everything in your wallet is my wallet now. And then he says, I'm going to kill uh, whoever's here unless you give me money. I'm going to kill your wife or your, it's like your sister, uh, 20 bucks to save her life. Oh, what's that? You don't have 20 bucks because I took all your money? Oh, well, now you know what it's like, <laughs> um, which but, is not wrong. Right. Uh, well, so this is. I think <laughs> this whole scene, fuck man. <laughs> it's, I, yeah. I think uh, the movie is messy. 
but I think it is both getting at things and missing things uh, all in all in the same moment. Um, meanwhile, uh, Juan and Titi are driving up, and I think Titi is literally being like, "Hey, man, you should work on the assimilation, or at least not be such a prick." And <laughs> Juan is like, "Fuck off, Titi!" Yeah. And then they're and then they're like, "Wait, why? Are, why is everything fucked up? Why are all the animals out?" And they start to tumble the fact that like, "Yo, something is up here." Meanwhile, Adela goes right. into the alley behind her workplace and enters. Also, no one showed up to work. And it becomes a Saw movie. Also, we should note that scene happens first because the phrase right. the forever purge gets used in the alleyway in just a very mediocre way. It sucks that that's the that that's the deployment of the phrase the forever purge, which could have been which could have been a hit. And when she, Kirk says it, it kind of hits. Yeah. But, ugh. She runs into these dog shit payday two players. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Where King Butter Mask, yeah. First Adela, of all, first no. <laughs> Adela's a fucking survivor. She's seen some shit. Oh no, it's a little goat in a cage contraption of some sort. Better just reach my whole hand in there. Not just this my seems- hand, my head. Yeah, her whole head goes in the cage. Yeah, so and the cage. For- this is I will say, saw. yeah. <laughs> props to the payday players. It actually braces her in a way that she's not injured by the fact that she is levered onto the top of the cage. <laughs> and now there's some sort of like brain yeah, like, piston uh, it's, thing. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a cattle, it's a cow killer. Yeah. It's a cattle. Yeah. yeah. It's like a pneumatic like spike meant to kill, kill, kill cattle. And it's coming closer and closer, and out come the payday it's guys. It's wild that they have masks. a version of it that's like analog instead of when they just hit the button, it triggers. They can kind of lower it menacingly towards <laughs> her, but not all the way if they want. And then, just as it's looking like it's curtains for Adela, uh, her boss um, Darius, I think Dar- his name is Darius, the the only black man in El Paso. Uh, comes out. That was my favorite movie from 2018. Uh, (laughs) And he immediately uh, like just starts beating on these guys because they are kind of punks. He he frees Adela together. They kill these kill these dudes. And in immediately like I had this thought a second before where I was like, hey, it sure looks like they're if you didn't know better, you would think they're purging after hours. And that is exactly what the police think as they <laughs> roll up and are like, uh, hey, you just murdered those guys. Get in the van. Um, look at the clock. And the cops it's are not fifteen. Those the, 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 the sirens went off at seven. Please. What are you crazy? It's not purge it's time not anymore. <laughs> Get in the car. Murder people indiscriminately. Also, was the was the plan? Uh, one, how long were the payday characters Dude. hanging out in there? Yes. Um, well, I guess roughly a couple hours still in the morning, right? Were they, were they just planning to just go back in, reload? Just so like wait work. for another? <laughs> I have it another is. question. What was Adela's yeah. plan? All right. She frees the goat. Right. Then she, what? Take the goat, a goat with you? in the yeah. city? Free goat. Free goat. Free goat. Free Why goat. don't you call animal control? Like they'll know what to do with a goat. Whose goat is it? like? Adela knows what to do. Hold on. Adela knows what to do with the goat. Obviously. She works at the meat meat place. Yeah. That's that's free meat. Yeah. No, but like that might not be her meat. That might be someone else's goat. It might be in that specific reason. There's no alley goat in a cage in a trap. No, 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 no. No. Why are you why are you opening the trap? That's not your job. Let someone else come and open the trap. Well, I agree. 
the goat is going to go into the city. Someone else is going to kill that goat. You still could have assumed also this is just like it's like finding a landmine in the morning after the purge yes. where it's like <laughs> hey, it probably just didn't get used. But I'm not going to fuck with it. Right, they're, yeah. they're professional ant, like purge cleaners afterwards. Right. Let the purge cleaners deal with it. You well, go inside, you do your morning numbers, whatever. Yeah. And if that goat is still there at the end of the day, you can bring it home. No one's saying you can't have that goat. <laughs> leave it some food. Leave Correct. it some water. It's it's shaded underneath the, you know, in the cage. It should be all right. It'll be fine. Mm. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, So, Darius and Adela get thrown in the, uh, in, in the squad SUV and are being taken to jail. Meanwhile... Kirk is having this whole exchange uh, with Caleb and uh, Caleb TT, gets it, man. Well, Caleb, in, in the background, TT, this is key. TT yeah. and Juan are like, go to the gun cabinet. Uh, fortunately, Dylan left all the good guns behind. Um, and so they just load up and yeah. get ready to sort this out. Meanwhile, Caleb is like, you know what? I'm going to teach this young man a little thing about America. And he gives the speech where he's like, you know, you're right. Class, class inequality is a scourge on this country, but you know, America has always been this way. It's always been fucked up in these exact ways. Ever since we drove the, uh, you know, the, the, the natives out of here and, and, and took their land. Um, and then he makes the argument, Hey Kirk, you're just a stooge. You're just, who who do you think created the purge? Rich dudes. So from my family to yours, fuck you. And then Kirk executes him. And strong, then TT and strong Juan resistance are like, it's Twitter on. energy in that in that Huge. speech. <laughs> it was just like, oh yeah. Uh like I have seen some version of that that got retweeted sixteen thousand times from some rand some rando over the shocked course of twenty sixteen to twenty twenty. Shocked that Caleb didn't call him a Bernie bro to his face. <laughs> Like that's the energy of this exchange, right? Right? Is yeah. I mean, I, I let me. I actually think it's broader than that because I do think it's what I said before. I think Demarco, who wrote this film and who's written The Purge, Demonico. Or, sorry, Demonico, not Demarco. I think Demonico's. I think this series is so good at reminding us that politics does not often land. A person's politics do not often land very cleanly into a single camp. Demonico is someone who very much understands that there have been structural and systemic issues that have separated m- marginalized populations from uh, from from white America's success and and affluence. He, he understands that, but I do also think that he holds at at underneath that um, a fundamental belief in this thing about people, which is about being able to overcome difference and being able to overcome uh, those structural issues through goodwill, hard work, and 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 interpersonal effort. He's we can live, we can live alongside indiv- these people. Like we exactly. can all we, we can find and common across ground. the aisle you can find yeah exactly you can find common ground with the the old white uh, cattle farmer uh, even if you are a, a, a younger up and coming immigrant because or or a, a farmhand who is doesn't have means because fundamentally we we agree about the same things we all believe in good food we all want to protect our families uh, and we all want the the world to be better for those who come after us we think the next the next generation deserves better than what we got the Nazis just need the right us- economic incentive and you know we can we can we can all uh, get you know kumbaya together and you got to keep your word right and, yeah. and those and those are the beliefs that the thing that is 
that is frustrating to me about this movie is I think it genuinely believes those things can save people. Um, maybe they can't fix the world, but they can save you if you're stuck in this world together. Um, and that that's the path forward. And I don't know that it understands that those things actually often provide cover for our version of the new founding fathers or like the, the desire to stick to the, that way of life. It, it opens up the door for the people who know how to speak the right words to get in front of a camera and begin to to uh, work towards fundamentally a fascist a fascist way of living. Who are the new founding fathers? Which is, which is you know again yes. your like original critique of like how this movie's analysis of like the collaboration between I don't understand you know it. the analog that it's taking between like you know QAnon you know folks yes. like coming into Congress and Republicans you know co opting that for for their own own means. Um, I yeah, don't it, know. It, it presumes it's like actually we don't have anything to do with those people. So actually, they're just becoming you. Like that right. is it's that, also that worth is saying, the future. It's also worth saying this is the only scene in which someone associated with the Forever Purge, the Ever After group. Is that what it's called? Ever After? I yeah, Purge so. Ever After. EA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're uh, they in general are white nationalist, ethno nationalist. Yeah. Like, this is what the way they're positioned. This is the only time we see this class element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it's from a different, a different draft of the script. I think, yeah. I think, my maybe not maybe too cynical read of this is that he's meant to be a stand-in for Antifa as a sort of accelerationist group. That accelerationism, whether it's left accelerationism trying to like right, 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 right or the right burn it all down. The burn it all down accelerationism is bad on either end. And like that's what he's supposed to represent. But he doesn't speak I guess he speaks it a little bit. He does yeah. say that like we need a new nation, right? We need to start fresh. Yes. And like also like the whole thing about you know I think he calls them uh, like slave masters and not slaves, right? Like using like the kind of extremist, which is traditionally in America, like racialized, but to him it's not. It's about class, right? Like to him it's like – and so like it feels like that is the movie like missing uh, a sort of like like, like what these groups actually – like it's that thing where – centrist Democrats look at both groups and think they're both too extreme, right? Yes. And don't understand the degrees to which there is not political overlap between, you know, uh, uh, Antifa groups who go out to to counter-protest fascist marches and stuff and the violent fascists themselves. They see see verbs and think those verbs are the same. Right. Um, Or at least some, some, you know, many people do that analysis. Yeah. Yeah. and it gets murky. I think it gets murky here because of how sharply they want to draw in relief the the ever after group, even from the new founding fathers. Well, and so a, it's like he. This is the thing. Like this group isn't even they. They don't. We don't get ever after until later. Ever after? They not say ever after. No, they, they, they say, do, they forever, say the forever purge. They say forever purge, and which also the other group says. So it's not like that language didn't. That language no, was but I think around. ever after is specific. It's like it is like the. Um, like ever after is the name of the group, right? Yes. That's that is like whatever. I mean, you know, pick whatever name from all the that is the QAnon as- associate is yeah, is, or, or that is like that that like the base or like whatever. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is the the kind of neo Nazi equivalent. But group. they don't but have any of the uh, of uh the the people in the ranch at this moment don't have any of the associated like symbols. 
like the 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 well, skull they have the forever the... purge as a as a term that is shared between both groups, right? I guess, yeah. Both groups say the forever purge. I don't remember. Which means, I mean, it's possible Maybe that that I'm... term exists in the on Twitter. People are doing hashtag forever the purge. forever purge, right? Uh, regardless of political deni- uh, 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 right. affiliation. But maybe you're right. Maybe he's not closely associated. I don't know. I think the, so, I think the movie is messy about this and unclear right. is worth yeah. saying. For me, I think yeah. it is – I don't think this dude is meant to suggest the left. I think he is meant to suggest the phony right-wing populism that we see um, rather than the actual left. So, like, it is sort of the misdirected – I think that earlier scene – I think yeah. that earlier scene where he talks to – TT and Juan and says they're the slave drivers at, and, and, and we are the slaves. slaves. He puts them in that group and a right wing, the right wing populism doesn't do that. Right. Like that's the thing. Uh, I don't think it. So I don't think it maps that cleanly. Like this is the thing no, where I think I the mean, reality is messy. Yeah. And like this, this is a case where like, I know that dude and I know it's very easy for him to be both the, like the yeah. racist and the guy who's like sort of spewing populism. I, you know, I think that his language in the de- in the debate with Caleb is so cleanly mapped to the ongoing de- debate inside of the Democratic Party around wealth inequality uh, and around whether or not we need vast overturn structural change. Or yeah. because the the right wing version of this populism is not talking about uh, they're talking they're starting at economics, but then are moving to frankly ethnic and 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 uh social change instead of economic changing the, a model uh about redistribution like they're yeah, they're not right and this dude very much is about redistribution and is about illustrating precarity right like in a even way though that is, is even the right wing like populism will talk about how like you know they've they're they're it's about the the people who are in charge being crooked and haven't gotten the those things through ill-gotten means and like the swamp and that right, and that's right. why you can't get any right now because they like did it the wrong way and like but it still is in a capitalist mode of like but you can still make it if we take them out then you can then you can make it instead right where this language that uh, Kirk is using is very much like Austin was saying the redistribution, like the the left ideologies of you know, I mean not not very well. Obviously, like the point is that he's the point that the movie tries to make is that he doesn't understand those ideologies either. Like, um, but I mean the thing that it makes the he's making an analogy about like medical costs, right? You know what I mean? Like he doesn't the the, he doesn't he doesn't use the word insulin, but like. He's making the insulin argument. He's making the I can't care for my family because uh, my family's medical care because of of what you've taken from us. So I, I it's hard for me not to read it. I don't again, my whole thing earlier was that I think DeMonico's politics don't map cleanly to Can I I got to I got to read you a quote. Please right. go for <laughs> this, it. I've been doing some Google searching while while all you've been while talking. Talk. So this yeah. is from a, a piece from 2016 when uh, the purge election year, the one where you need to shuttle uh, Hillary Clinton uh, through 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 the purge night. Um, where let me, uh, which I think the, might be a better film to watch than this one was, uh, in terms of action sequences and stuff. Yeah, well, and you also have the 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 great uh, there's there's a great chewing scenery moments in in that film. Yes. yes. Uh, what do you think, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, or the runner? This comes from Box Office uh, Pro. Um, uh, uh, what do you think, Hillary Clinton, and Donald Trump, or the runner-up candidates Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz would do if there were uh, twelve hours with no laws? That's a really good question. 
I'm going to put my foot in my mouth here, which is a great way to. <laughs> <laughs> I start, think bud. I think Hillary would do what the candidate in my film would do, which is lock down. She would not engage in the evening. Trump, and some of the things he said, might have an alternate agenda. Agenda. I think that with the bullying mentality that he has, he would use the night for his own purposes, as a certain character in the movie does, the minister. So I think they would have completely opposing agendas based on what I've read about them and heard them say. Seems like Donald has a different way of looking at the world, who he wants in the country and who he wants out. He might use the night to move his agenda along. Since it's lawless, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Bernie, I think, would be very similar to Hillary. Probably he would oppose the night. He might be more vocal in his opposition. Maybe he'd actually be outside fighting against certain people. <laughs> <laughs> Please give me. Bernie got the strap. Bernie, my Bernie, strong Bernie fan art. Where is no it? Bernie? Keep that thing on him. Uh, oh, a Bernie, a Bernie fuck. might create a, a safe space. This for is people. why Bernie has always been soft on gun control. Oh my god! Look, if you if they could turn oh. Bob Odenkirk and nobody into a badass, they can give Bernie Sanders his John Wick movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a, a, uh, Bernie uh, uh, might create a safe space for people who are underprivileged, which also happens in this movie. I think Bernie would actually do something a little more like that, be a little yeah, more proactive okay. in helping people who are victims of the night. Ted? That's a tough one. <laughs> Ted's religion might hold him back a little bit from engaging. I don't know enough about Ted's personality. I kind of avoid listening to myself since there was something I found very repulsive. Um, <laughs> wow. True. Oh. All right. You know what? That's fun. Yeah. All right, James DeMonaco. Thank you but for I, this but important I, but I, think, I think stuff like that and again, this is 2016, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, different. people have yeah. been, you know, lots, you know, we've spoken, you know, a lot of people have been radicalized uh, and pushed in, in, in the years since like this interview happened. But I do, I do think you can see even in that exchange, a lot of like the different through lines that are, that are happening. Right. Uh, even in, up until, uh, you know, uh, through this film and this like particular speech and exchange that yeah, we're I don't unpacking. think that Kirk is positioned as being wrong. I don't think that the film thinks that he's wrong about the fundamental inequalities I do think that it wants to give Caleb the final word, which is like, this is the wrong way to go about it, son. Well, and also I think it, I think it believes Kirk's aim is wrong. And I, this is for me is where I think mm -hmm. the film, this is where I saw the analogy to right-wing populism because it reminded me so much of how many various forms of like fucking viral Twitter thread or video have you seen where it's like, did you know racism was invented by the like American yeah. capitalists to uh -huh. prevent class solidarity? And it's like, eh, it, it's, simple, it's, it's been instrumentalized in yes. some ways, but yes. it's not like it's not like it, it comes from nowhere. Wall. It drives me up a wall. Like I, I was just having this conversation uh, with someone who had seen a lot of threads about drawing the lines between um uh you know uh slave catchers and the police in America oh with yeah. which there is yep a very close and important relationship to unpack but policing in the world did not start with american slave catchers policing in the world dates back before that. and you can talk about the enforcement of uh, you can talk about uh, about the ways in which states had a monopoly on violence predating America and how that was deployed and how modern policing maybe comes out of certain things. But you you can't when you paint with that broad brush, you end up and I get why I get why those stories are are effective and are and are important, but often in the retelling, the place that the academics who did the work work originally would contextualize that work and will put that work in conversation with a longer, broader history gets gets uh, sanded down into a now this, uh, you know, style 
uh, Twitter video, and then and then that has to get sanded down again because we all sand things down when we remember them until eventually you get you get bad Twitter threads that are speaking of sanded down. down yeah. We don't have time to continue the debate between Caleb and uh, Kirk no. because Kirk murders Caleb, <laughs> yeah. and then TC and Juan gun down all the forever purgers, and then as as Kirk is bleeding out, and they're like, "Hey man, what's up? Why'd you do this?" Kirk's like, "I'll be right with you." Hey, uh, we're in trouble at the farm, and he calls in the rest of this now organized group where they're calling for reinforcements. Yeah, and everyone's sad about Caleb, but they're like, "We better take this big rig." This lavishly, uh, this lavishly so with big rig on mm. the road. It's unclear uh, to me how they escape. I didn't buy. I felt there was like a missing scene. I needed something to justify like those. I mean, there there were what 20, 25 There were a lot of dudes, dudes. rolling up. It, I, the the camera shot gave me the impression. I felt like there was that was just like in the editing of the film. Like I feel like we're missing some sort of scene that explains well, how they just a bunch of the it, guys <laughs> ran off into the ranch and so they didn't secure the area mm. and there were dudes running up the road and it's like oh shit they're in some some deep trouble but then they just got in that powerful semi and drove Ooh. off semis are bulletproof didn't you know all of them always they're, they're real big um <laughs> and I, I do think the other thing is i feel so one of the other things this this movie is doing is that yo like the uh like right wing fascism tends to eat its own uh that like people like sort of unleash these atavistic desires uh to their own for their own ends and then those things take on a life of their own and come back on you. I think people like Caleb would probably be pretty implicated in that story. And the film is kind of trying to be like damn just good just good, honest, hardworking farmers like Caleb, mm-hmm. uh, you yes. know, with their with their massive ranches and their <laughs> incredible wealth. Um, you know, they're just people like the rest of us. And they 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 are not implicated in the what the New Founding Fathers project has been. And I'm like, this is the fundamental thing. I think <sighs> I, I came out of this feeling like in the first movie, the per- like its vision of America is very clear. There's something evil in the upper middle class suburbs that is brewing. It's very it's a very clear and incisive reading. I think it makes that movie one of the more effective horror movies of like the last 15 years. By the time we get here, it's kind of it's kind of like romantic. It's like Caleb is a Caleb's a true a true rancher. He's a you know, he, he he's connected to the land and the people and the animals. And it's like Caleb is like Caleb performs, you know, like Caleb is, is wearing an identity rather than like inhabiting it. And mostly what Caleb has as money uh, to sort of finance this performance. And I think it's hard to, I think it's hard to tell this story where you convincingly have Caleb not implicated in this. You look at Dylan and be like, this is kind of, that's the apple that fell from the tree. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's trying to be like, Hey, uh, you know, rural bourgeoisie, you're, you can be with us too. You can, you can be part of the centrist project. And I'm a little more skeptical of that. Uh, just like Same. I'm skeptical of its whole, like people like Kirk are just misdirected. One, I think people like Kirk, if he's genuinely as hard up as he, as he represents, a lot of them are probably hiding on, <laughs> on, yeah. on purge night and the yeah, next day. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, two, I think they're they're more likely to have to have been like kind of hunted by people like the Tuckers. Um, the either things, way, though. Well, really quick, I have two other final notes on, on, on Caleb here. The first one is not on Caleb, but it is on this film, which I think recognizes class struggle as an engine of history, but does not understand where false consciousness lies. It believes that Caleb sees the world clearly, that Caleb does understand that class struggle is real, that inequality is real, that racism is real, but does not but, – but sees that Kirk's perspective and even Juan's in the earlier conversation, a point that we skipped over is during the handoff on money, Caleb tries to convince Juan that Kirk is – or that, sorry, uh, uh, his son, Dylan, is not racist. He's just emasculated after the horse-breaking sequence. That had nothing to do about race. That had to do about his, his personal – you know, uh, identity as a man and his relationship to to masculinity and his family, and that was where he got challenged. He tries to like defend, and he I don't know that well, he, he, has, he also says specifically, you know, I tried to raise him right to be proud to be an American, right? But maybe I didn't explain what, does what it that mean, meant. What proud does it mean? to be an American anymore? And well, and so like, that's the second note I have, which is Caleb feels like a character written sympathetically to. And an increasingly old Gen X and Boomer uh, potential viewer who sees the inequality in the world and wants to be told that seeing it is good. That hey, mm-hmm. you're on the right side of this because you you see it. You're not you're not turning a blind eye to the bad stuff that's going out there. Yeah, Black Lives do matter. Of course they do. But also, burning down a, a target isn't the way to go about it. Yeah. And that's the sort of that's the the whole I, realizing that character was this sympathetic rope out to that particular type of viewer like hit me like a, a sack of bricks because it was like oh this is the movie we're in now this is when I wrote and well and then immediately after the realization that with him dead the focus of this movie was going to be protecting the rest of the Tucker family mm-hmm. and that Dylan was going to be positioned as the as the sole. But as not the soul, but as one of those protectors, and therefore I would have to start rooting for Dylan if I wanted to root for his wife and sister to survive, or sister-in-law. I don't remember whose sister that character is. It's his is. sister. Yeah, it's his sister. It's another Tucker, also a Tucker. Yeah, um, and that at that point, this becomes the Purge Green Book, as it <laughs> is marginalized people being forced to guide someone through a journey into into dangerous territory where they're explaining what the dangers have been for them using the skills that they've developed to move through those spaces and slowly bringing out the best in a racist in a in a in a racist who doesn't know he's a racist but mm-hmm. is one I'll just add to that um Caleb the masculinity thing and the racism thing live very happily cheek by jowl oh yeah like they literally sure. <laughs> they're frequently inextricable from each other yes uh like why do you think so much of the dread is like they're coming for our women yeah uh okay. so like i mean this is this is the uh this is the thing caleb like yeah he is emasculated I, and that's helped him get with the racism um i like Todd, what were you gonna i don't know i feel like i'm gonna belabor this a little bit too much but i didn't end up reading Caleb as sympathetic because he's wrong about the race thing. And from that point on, I was like, everything out of this man's mouth is bullshit. Right. I so don't even, do you think he's a patsy in the film. Film seeks clearly like Caleb might be nice, but he's a schmuck. Right. Right. Like, I don't, I don't see him as like that. I feel like part of you don't, him getting you don't got someone mm-hmm. is like, yeah, fuck that guy a little bit. Um, yeah, but you... Because it happens so quickly is, that it, it doesn't do the thing where, like, usually, I feel like in other parts where, like, 
deaths get lingered on a little more. Like, yeah, obviously, right? Like, I feel like if you wanted to have that moment to, to like, really be like, he was, like, like they don't get that he moment. He a good man. Does, yeah. Like, they yeah. don't get that moment. It's not they like they have don't have the runtime. Right, exactly. Yeah. This is, that was, like, But a, I do think that they invest, they invest time in letting him do the spiel in a way, and it's shot in a way where he's in the right. Um, and they've cast him I, with someone who is, who is, and I, I don't, I yeah, think the film is sympathetic to him. I'm not sympathetic. No, no, no. I'm I know, sympathetic I know. to him because I don't. I, I but feel I really like think I don't know. I given really the think way that, that you the don't f- give him those many that many words to explain why Kirk, and you put him against Kirk, who is also not able to then deliver any sort of like his comeback right. is violent. His comeback is not to no. win that argument. His comeback is to do violence and then be killed. Like it's there isn't a third speaker there who synthesizes their perspectives or who uh, therefore therefore saying hey each of these things ends up being uh, inaccurate in some way like there isn't a uh, yes i think the film maybe thinks he's a little naive but i don't think that the film thinks he's wrong about his worldview because i think the mm. rest of the film fits that worldview the rest of the film is juan and adela doing trying to put his vision of what a good person is into action so, I love us. We're ninety minutes in. I know. Like I know. Minutes I in this movie. We're just crushing it. Don't worry. The rest of this movie sucks. Yeah, it'll go well quick. I'm sure. So, we'll see. We'll quick see. thing. I think this movie also has a little something for gun nuts. Because who? So now uh, the family's in the semi leaving the ranch, uh, trying to. We got to get to. We got to get to Adela. Uh, meanwhile, Adela is riding around in the back of the police cruiser and the cops are like, damn, things are really weird. What's going on while purging is continuing to happen? And like, damn, didn't think of these people see what's up uh, in real but, life. They'd be like, damn, why didn't anyone tell me? Yeah. Why am I not on the list, sir? <laughs> and they've got this Nazi in the back who's like, I'm really into guns and describes the Foley work that they're hearing in the background uh, where, where he's God. like, I can, I know all the guns. Listen to them. They're great. I love them. Um, and then the cop car takes an RPG. Uh, Darius and Adela have to fight their way out and like kill that Nazi, uh, you know, in, in, in the back of the cruiser. Uh, and then they escape. There's a the whole thing with the family, too. They have to fight their way through an ambush in the semi. It doesn't matter. Darius is like, I have to go. My planet needs me. Uh, and pieces out. And Adela joins the rest of the uh, Tucker family with, with Titi and Juan as they begin making their escape. Where should they go uh, as they as they leave the city limits? Well, in another inversion, Mexico is taking refugees from the United States. But then they're closing their borders uh, because they're not here for all of this. Uh, but they're going to give people uh, a, a, a safe space uh, overnight uh, if they can get there in time. So they got to make they got to race for the border. Uh, and now it's the Tuckers who need to see to flee to the sanctuary yeah. of Juan and Adela's home. Um, Makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and so they here's do it what by I would going say well. to a major city. Got to go through the El Paso cross- crossing. Uh, and also at this point, it begins to feel like uh, this film, the script and the uh, director from, uh, from uh, the direction from Everardo uh, 
Everardo Gout? Goot? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. The Purge has been watching Children Men a lot. And is like, what if we tell as much of the story from here through a series of violent oneers uh, that take you through the like nightmarish like violence hellscape of El Paso as the Forever Purgers are waging an all-out battle in the streets with the U.S. Army as the new founding fathers have basically called out the guards to suppress what they see as now a, a rebellion, a mutiny, uh, by their little purging foot soldiers. And the army is getting wrecked. Um, yeah. And Absolutely so, owned. Yeah. Uh, um, also, the army announces themselves throughout this movie as being the new founding fathers. They say, we are the new founding father party. Uh, return to your homes. Like, stuff like that. They're not just the army. Well, it's, the same, it's the same way that, you know, when the purge is like begins and like you get that message over the television screen, that's also how yes. they frame it. They they frame yeah. themselves as an actor separate from the institutions than they are uh, now have control over. So we've alluded to this uh, a few times we, as we joked about it. I think the other thing this this I don't know how much production overlapped with like the events of like January 6th, but the thing that is looming large here is that the, one of the, things, the reasons the army is doing that is everyone is trying to quell this by basically being like, hey, we're on we're all on the same team here. Like we already hold the power. The army yeah. is here. We are the new founding fathers. We created the purge. We're all purgers here. We can, you know, we can work this out. And I do think kind of the vision here is, and when we talked about like guys like the Mercs and guys like the cops being uh, sort of stunned by this, it is because there are people um, like, like I think a lot about there were so many off duty cops and uh, military at the January 6th, uh, like storming of the Capitol. Um, and then at the same time, there were a lot of cops like stunned to be overrun like that. And to realize, like, shit, these people don't, like, they see me as the enemy, uh, despite the fact that, like, historically, like, we are, we're, we're same team. Like, we're, we're, we're all basically aligned here. I think what the movie's trying to get at is that there's a lot of people, um, who are fully unprepared for how wide the net of violence would be cast mm -hmm. if these forces were, like, fully uncorked. Uh, and how indiscriminate it would be. And I think this is like what it's trying to say about the new founding fathers is they've unleashed these forces and they think they can control them and they can't. I just um, wish any just any space had been given to the historical alignment between those groups in any, like the thing you said about January 6th is that like, again, there were active police there in the crowd, in the mob. There were former service people throughout. None of that. We don't really get that from. We don't get that. And the way that those that the people from the Ever After tended to be characterized are. Dylan sees himself as above them. He calls. I think he calls them Hicks at one point or calls them rednecks. rednecks. Yeah, his rednecks. Yeah. And that is the these are the virulent racists. These are the deplorables. These are the the. Uh, the people who can't keep up with the way the world is going, um, but they don't. But they're not wearing suits, and they're not saluting, and they're not. They might be saying they might you know, put their hand across their heart and and say the pledge of allegiance, 
but they are not um, distinguished and cultivated and civilized in the way that members of your local police force are or the the vision of of you know a, a, a service member might be it draws that line very hard um but i you know some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses <laughs> as it was said and there's none of that here there's uh, like as, right unless i missed something no. like i think there's and there's places for it right? right a reveal that one of the cops was actually in on it uh you know some soldier who ends up siding with the sudden villain of Act Three, <laughs> who shows up and like helping to escort him on, like all the, it takes fi- is the one final boss thing. that the game that the, 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 the movie <laughs> needed. For, yeah. for clarification, the the movie was shot in late 2019. Okay, ended in uh, February 2020, just before COVID hit. And okay, was presumably written, you know, 2018. So that kind of gives you, in terms of like the arc of our politics, that feels right. It, it yeah. puts us like kind of right in the middle of the the, the yeah. Trump period of of his presidency. Yeah. So I anyway. do th- I do think like so my the, the thing I'll the, the slack I'll cut this movie is I think what we have not necessarily seen a ton of is like we've we've seen a few places in in like uh street demonstrations and and brawling where um like you you have like alt-right militia dudes and three percenters like screaming at the cops like hey we're like we're we're here to support you like fuck you yeah Uh, and you hear that sort of surprise that like when these dudes are sort of like sent out with orders to like hey go fuck these guys up that a lot of times they will respond to the order and like hey whoever's in front of us like we will go fuck them up um, it's just that usually they're being deployed selectively, uh, highly right. selectively uh, against uh, different groups of people. And that they are – that they have often helped to agitate, helped yep. to incite, uh, helped to kick off violence, uh, to help vilify protests. Like this is this is the history of American uh, – of, of, you know, American civil rights uh, uh, organizations, the history of, of leftist and labor organizations in America is that – uh, you know, police groups, both local but often national, infiltrate and agitate and become part of it. And it's something obviously that uh, the first purge got the first purge. The movie called the first purge um, nailed was that like oh, from who don't remember in the first purge they set up the purge thinking that it will descend into into violence and chaos, and it doesn't because people fundamentally want to live through it and and you know help their community. And when it doesn't, they activate uh, some some chaos agents, uh, incentivizing violence and chaos. I the cops are literally that- shown, I think, like going back to their barracks and like putting on purge shit and then yes. rolling back out. Yes. Also, they released their like crack era super soldier guy uh, Skeletor, as you as you might recall. Is he just there? Is he's he just, just there. there Remember, he takes advantage like, of it. Their whole plan is like, no, no, no. They release him. They release yeah, they him. He, right? He, but he doesn't do the job. He doesn't do it. He goes and he fucks up a street party. Well, I mean, but that kicks off some violence, right? Eh, it gets kind of handled. I guess. Yeah. I guess <laughs> if memory serves, like he, he cuts kills some, some people, cops, right? He does cut people, and people yeah. are like, "Damn, we got to do something about Skeletor." And then they do something <laughs> about Skeletor, and the cops are like, "Well, that didn't." Really. That didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I should we watch the first purge. I like that. Anyway, oh, yeah, especially because like I, 
That fight yes. in the in the housing tenement. It's so Fucking good. Rolls. It's so much better than any of the the thing that we haven't said yet <sighs> is there's action sequences in this movie, and we're about to get to more of them. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that they're stylistically null, not just empty, no, or not just not. They're like nullifying. They like drain the energy out of this film in a way, especially the the one that I think they try to swing the biggest with, which is a moving through El Paso, single shot, one take. Uh, again, you mentioned Children of Men, right? Um, uh, they try to do it. And I've never been less impressed by the technique. Nothing happens during. There's no sense of tension. There's no sense of, like, uh, uh, again, no sense of chaos. There's you no you just get of, occasionally like, a guy coming out of a trash can being like, the forever birds! And then, right. <laughs> Whoa, keep moving. It, I mean, actually, you say that. I don't think I wrote this down, but it felt like a haunted house. It felt yeah. like you were yeah. watching people move to a haunted house. Not like, you know, you think about that first season of True Detective that has that wild gun shootout with the, with the, with the bikers in the, I yeah, think the, the 11 minute, uh, yes, yes, that yes. goes through the entire, like, heist gone bad. That whole sequence, right? Obviously, that's an all timer. Yeah. You can't compare the two, but, it, but also you can't help but compare the two in some ways. And, and it's just, it's, but also, and also the movie at this, this point sequence. is deciding to set aside. Like the characters in favor of the spectacle, and yeah. it, it like establishes no tension or stakes well, in in doing so. And most of it just feels like, well, if the movie was twenty minutes shorter and they just like got through this place without much, well, this movie, damn, we're approaching a, a TV episode length as opposed to a, to a movie. It just it, yeah, it doesn't do it yeah. doesn't do very much, and it's too and it's and it's too bad. Yeah, and I'm not sure like. If they're trying to shoot around budget, but like it sure feels like they can't state like either they don't have the vision to stage something really dramatic or not. But like it's the budget. These, fighting, these movies are these are these are Blumhouse production films yeah. that even even by Blumhouse's whole, whole whole philosophy is make movies for cheap and make a lot of money when one out of twenty hits. Um, these these movies are made for for pennies relative to even like other horror movies of their yeah. ilk, and so. You know, I, I think it's one where the style is really going to have to do a lot of carrying and it just it just doesn't you know, it's not able to mask like the 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 budget problem. I mean, there was even <laughs> remember uh, I found this extremely distracting uh, when there's a shot where they're uh, leaving with the semi and there's like a big wide, uh, you know, like a zoom out shot where you're seeing like the water tower fall over. There's in the corner like there's like a murder that happens like. Uh, and it's clearly just like CG people, but um, like the way the characters walk away from that is just like like an automaton <laughs> robot. Um, like, and I know all that's like very common. It's very common to like do you know uh, you know animated people you know in in big CG scenes like that's not new. Um, but it like completely like took me out of it. It was just like the, how clearly they were like, oh, no one's looking at this. We don't actually have to animate the walking of this like character. Uh, and it's just little little stuff like that that adds up. And like you know, if the movie's going to be big, like give it the budget to be big. Otherwise, like yeah. stay with the characters. Like like let it have you know small stakes scenarios that they can you know put it in a bar. Like oh they they got you know but they got into the bar and then okay you could do a little more with a standoff here yeah. than trying yeah. to make a tank seem menacing, which it's not. And I'm not it's sure not. they had a tank. Like oh, I'm I like I was like did they put a did they put like a a false body on like a, a cart um probably yeah cheap movie cheap yeah movie. no i mean but but i think yeah. it, but the scene calls for a tank and the tank has to do tank shit and there's all the street fighting it's not super um yeah like you're gonna be compared to shit like uh 
Children of Men, which yeah. which does have the sense of like the chaos could consume you at any moment. And yeah, these characters, it's like that's a skybox that they're navigating. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 not super well done. They get separated by the tank. The tank is like time to shoot something. I will shoot this movie theater. Um, <laughs> which is what separates them further because some of them are inside. I realize we skipped we skipped two important things. I mean, one of them we I don't even know if we maybe I just blanked that. Maybe I was just dissociating for five minutes, which is that. In case we didn't say it, uh, Adela does. Adela and Darius do make it out of the back of that of that police van. Yeah, we yeah. got that. Uh, okay. The second thing is, and I know we didn't talk about this, is that we get a little we get a little love connection Ooh, kicking off between T-T. Harper and TT. TT and Harper, who is Dylan's sister, TT is very cute. TT's very cute. TT's. I think they're both. I think they have a little chemistry. Well, and TT and TT like he finds the peanut butter. He she, she finds, finds the jelly. jelly. It's like, I think we have some right. here. When one of those purges shows up and she cocks the shotgun and just blasts him in the stomach. I mean, he he looked like the movie could have done the same slow motion that it did when they were wrestling that horse because oh, it's just yeah. like ooh, like ooh. you know, like the way oh, you, you took out like that, that the way you took out that white supremacist just speaks <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, don't worry, we're not. Don't worry, uh, TT is going to make it out of this one. Unfortunately, <gasps> they're going to stop. They're going to stop. They're going to stop the literal most clear metaphor for actually bringing these two families together in its tracks uh, for some fucking reason. Well, it's um, because uh, Lumberjack it's Mike Pence has to kill someone. I cannot. Be- yes. So the two what? notes I have back to back are what? the lack of a villain hurts. And then unfortunately, the next one I have is, quote, bad hombres and mother snore. <laughs> It's so bad. Uh, it's so bad. It's right. so bad. So, so yeah, this is. So they're separated. Go ahead. The movie. How is someone, sorry. Uh, how is someone still projecting in all this? They go into the theater for a second and there's a movie playing. There's like, a classic movie. movie. Like, Which it's movie like, was it? I forget what it was. I think it might Nosferatu or something. No, they just played Stra- it was Dracula. It's literally, it's I think, the. It is yeah. literally Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> also. Speaking of haunted also, house, also it's, it's also a Hollywood or it's also a Halloween, yeah, set up inside. So but angry. we know it's not Halloween. When's we the purge happened? It's April. I want to say it, it's happening in April. Um, for some reason, going on? I wrote it's. I think it's spring or summer. I forget why I know this, but something happens in the in the movie to give it a. a they month. say ten months, but I don't know. God, There's a ten month why. gap from when they cross, which also. Yeah, they, How they get set up quick. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that, really. well, we didn't really talk about up that. With gap, the greatest but... co- uh, coyote operation in history <laughs> of all time, yeah. we got yeah. we got the tunnels, we got the guides, and we got papers and a job waiting for you on the other side. <laughs> um, like shit. In any case, hook yeah. me up. <laughs> uh, like I would like gonna start my job search by by going to the uh, like the abandoned mining shack uh <laughs> and be like so what what are your skills uh podcasting yeah i'm good well have you considered being a legendary cowboy <laughs> <laughs> all right so speaking of haunted house this stuff pisses me off so much before we before we deal with tt yeah um we got harper and adela moving through the movie theater they go up to Jughead's room where the projector is and shit. And a bunch of people have been killed there, but wait. Oh, no. Some people are lying in wait pretending <laughs> to be impaled so that they can be like, the forever purge! <laughs> and then like, they're being swarmed by these fucking goths, and they're just like murdering them. Yeah. And then it's like, what was the point? What was that? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's literally set up like Halloween movie theater with like bats hanging from the ceiling. It's very strange. It's so weird. Um, I also do realize now before we get back to TT also, we also skipped the biker sequence. Yeah. But more importantly, we skipped the zoom out that explains, hey, this is happening in every city across America. They're using the hashtag ever after. They're using the hashtag the forever purge. I think I've written down various hashtags. It's the phrase. There have been various hashtags across social mm-hmm. media. See, I think the movie gets this right. Yeah, Jack this is, is right. not shutting that site down. <laughs> Jack no, is like rolling in money. Yeah. yeah, doesn't matter how many times look you tell him, engagement. he's like, I can't look. I can't. <laughs> I can't be refereeing. The people who gets to need post hashtags. Need the information. You know. Uh, Join the conversation. Those tags to share important information about how to make it through the night. So they're trying to get around to the, the like they figure out we have to follow those roses that were introduced in the first uh, at the start of the movie, <laughs> um, which appears this seems to be a dangerous thing because most of that seems to amount to follow devotional art around uh, <laughs> the Hispanic neighborhood. And I'm like, you might just be heading somewhere. You have no idea. Lots of people like roses. Yeah, roses yeah, all over know? the place. Yeah, <laughs> group like saying just, that they will use roses doesn't mean no one else can use those roses. <laughs> look, look for the Virgin Mary two hours later. <laughs> the fuck are we doing in Utah? Yeah, like what? <laughs> uh, so they get ambushed by Lumberjack Mike Pence. And his very white trash uh, wife. And they're like, we got some bad hombres here. And then they're going to force the Tuckers. Hey, Tucker family, you are hanging out with uh, like uh, Hispanics. You have to prove your allegiance to the white race by like killing these people. Isn't that right, mother? And she's like, yeah, that's right, baby. And you know, <laughs> real, like, real Harley Quinn that's energy right, from Rob Mr. right Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's so weird. This guy's like, isn't that right, mother? And I'm like, this woman don't answer to mother. It's a very weird thing. It's very where strange. It's like, like oh. this is a woman who like saw Angelina Jolie in Gone in 60 Seconds and was like, this is who I want to be. This is my in identity. Yes. want to wear her skin. Oh. Um, and so... They don't, uh, the, the Tuckers are like, no, when put to this question, we will pass this moral test, this really difficult moral test. <laughs> are we going to execute our uh, Latin- Latinx friends? We will not. And they're like, fine, we'll gut shot, we'll gut shoot TT. And it's very sad. TT bleeds out. Harper is gutted. Um, we will never get a chance Wait, not- to see the beautiful uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> gutted, um, that they would gutted made. emotionally. To emotionally be clear. gutted because he's literally yeah, gutted, yeah. physically gutted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, correct. Look, it's a oh. metaphor. Uh, like I'm it's gutted. Tt's uh-huh. body is on the line. Harper's fifis are on the line. Uh, but then, right as they're about to uh, like execute everyone, the army rolls up. Opens fire in the chaos. Uh, Juan wrests the gun away from mother and turns it on her and shoots her in the head. And uh, lumberjack Mike Pence is very sad. He's also now uh, very angry, and he's gonna he's gonna find them. He's gonna have to look for the roses because they see the roses and they go to the community center 
uh, where the uh, like north end of the like operation um, is now running a ferry the other way. But hold on, it's not just it's not just uh, like Latinx folk crossing the border. Who do they need to enlist? The tribe. The tribe. Yeah. They've been, uh, they've been to quote him at the beginning of the movie, watching from the sidelines. My people have been watching from the sidelines, which that's mm. not an accurate depiction of how <laughs> settler colonialism has continued to affect well, uh, native communities. I think in he this means nation. tonight so far, though, because he does say we've been fighting this fight for 400 years. Yes, he does yeah. do that. That's true. Yeah. That's um, true. To which Dylan immediately replies, I don't endorse the 1619 project. Um, and I don't recognize uh, anything before 1776 as the founding of America. Oh, Dylan um, absolutely has signed a petition to get critical race theory out of his schools. A hundred percent. I don't want CRT yeah. being taught to my children. No. Um, the only CRT I believe in is the one in um, my living room. Which sadly also means they are denied the chance to play Smash the way it was meant to be played. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> God. Oh, we should note that I I would like to note that the leader of this little like community group um kind of refuge puts in the call to the to the sort of tribal leader who we met on TV earlier, Chiago, uh, and basically like makes an appeal to some deep history between them that we don't know about. Where she's like, listen, tell him what we need him, tell him if 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 he doesn't meet us at a certain corner, all these people will die. Tell him that I'll die. And I'm like, I want to know what their situation is. Oh, by the way, I think it's Xavier. I think it's Xavier or Javier because uh, it's great. It? Gregory uh, Zaragoza who plays the uh, uh, okay. like the, okay. the tribal elder. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so rather than use the hookups that they have in El Paso to to get people across, instead they like go to the tribe because the tribe uh has historically been allowed free passage across the border um, until they built that fucking wall. Uh, but then there's places they just couldn't build the wall. Um, and the tribe still like uses those to, to just go right over uh, the mountains. And so they all get there. It's time for their last stand. Um, <laughs> they literally like, say, this is our last stand. This is our last stand. Uh. The tribe uh, has a, has a pretty cool, escape uh plan set up lots of winches and and pulleys and they're gonna pull uh they're they're gonna pull cassidy um over over the mountains on a sled uh because she's she's entered labor uh by the way just somebody's like yeah. hey you've been in labor haven't you and she's like you got me uh and so she's getting uh she is now being ported over to uh over to mexico not enough bullets gonna have to do this the hard way but also the tribe does have dynamite arrows um so they're gonna <laughs> when 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 team real ATV, far cry situation uh, oh, yeah. it, it really is it really is it's it's very funny like on the one hand it's like damn this can be we're we're out of ammo we, we don't have anything to, to fend these guys off except these wildly effective uh, bows and arrows that are going to knock out like four vehicles in the space of like two minutes. Um, yeah. And so it's a big old gunfight. Yeah. It's fine. With, with nobody hiding in cover or like there are frequently scenes where both 
the agitators and our defenders are just like stand standing in a cluster as opposed <laughs> to taking any like there's a mountain range there's gotta be some rocks like do anything other than just like stand to, it's like when several of them get shot it's like yeah well no shit you were just you're just standing, standing there well yeah, the native uh-huh. dudes uh you know oh use yeah those, no we have, use those what? tricky tactics um they're like you know we well, should Rob, do? they've been doing this for 400 years and <laughs> what do you mean by this Waiting by the back door and disguising yourself as a cattle head. Uh oh, I'm just. It, don't mind me. I'm just a piece of southwestern decoration. Oh no, I'm here with a knife and stabbing dudes. And then they're like, "We better run out and take out more of these guys uh, to to guard the retreat." Meanwhile, why did we so? Why did we have the horse breaking scene? Why was it important to establish that both Dylan and Juan, while not equally skilled cowboys, yeah. were nonetheless the spirit of the cowboy? Uh, you know, was was within their was in their hearts. It's because they're going to do rope tricks to deal with lumberjack Mike Pence, <laughs> but not for like ten minutes after they pick up those lassos. Yeah, we like, it takes full like. Uh, uh, what's the name of the shotgun? I forgot. My brain is dying. Uh, what type of shotgun? What no, the, the 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 trope. The you sh- oh the uh, you show ooh. a shotgun in the first Chekhov's act. gun. Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun. gun. It's Chekhov. Like there's a full three. <laughs> it feels like there's a full three hack structure before they actually even get to it. Like they pick up the ropes and then like the entire fight is over before they use them. <laughs> So don't worry, there'll have to be a second fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he gets he gets Adela and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill her. And she in Spanish is like, kill this guy, don't trust him. And he's like, speak English, damn it. And where have we heard that before? But here he's going to get his comeuppance. Uh because it's rope trick time. Um they lasso his his gun arm, they lasso his neck, and they kill him. And uh, yeah, and then they make. Is the there way like a final time. quip? I don't remember if there's a. Does final this quip translate? Here. Does, Does this yes. translate? Yeah, which they gave. I was so I was so mad. It's like the best shitty one liner in the entire yeah. film, and yeah. it's in the trailer. And it's in the trailer. as soon as I saw where the end game of this was going, I was like, oh, they gave away the quip. They yeah. couldn't resist themselves in the trailer. Yep. I, 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 I had forgotten it's that that so moment upsetting. happened, and then it dawned upon me that I already knew, like the best line in in the movie. I, I want like, that movie, the movie that yeah. that that yeah. that is yeah. that. Well, like, like the problem geez. is that that quip. It's from like an ahead, action sorry. film, right? It's, it's like, from an action. It's from like a bad, super schlocky action film that I would have yeah. rathered than what we got, right? Well, and it would have been delivered against Dylan. Right, who is right. the person yes. who doesn't yes. want yes. absolutely, absolutely, exactly. And instead, we get the other type of schlocky, which is at the very end. Dylan speaks oh. Spanish. Yeah, Dylan. Oh. Dylan says, uh, "Gracias." He's, he's, he says, "Gracias." Oh, gracias please. To he you says more than that, right? <laughs> no, a uh, medico. Like one. medico. Oh, medico. Fuck. He says medico. Medico. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And then just. But that's just because he needs to, right? He doesn't need yeah. to say thank you in Spanish. That that that's the point. That's like, oh, he's making an effort now because yeah, they uh-huh. got him safely across the border. <laughs> oh, so he gets across the border. 
uh, Cassidy's had the baby. Uh, Adela and Juan are like, well, we're back. Yes. Bye, Tucker family. Good luck. The Tucker family are now refugees. Uh, and we get we learn that one, the purgers were just mowing people down at the border uh, during during the night. Uh, and it's turning to whole carnage. We see all the lights going out in America as the country plunges into civil war. In case it wasn't clear enough, the radio anchor is like, the new founding fathers have been consumed by the forces they unleashed. Um, thank you. Yeah. Just reports suggest. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, Rob, what do they call the Americans who uh, made it across uh, into Mexico? Uh, say, say the line, Rob. <laughs> dreamers. Ameri- American, American dreamers. dreamers. American uh. dreamers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God. Um, I also want to. I was. I was uh, profoundly upset at this movie uh, when they staged the the child is born, like holding your kid uh, for the first yeah. time, and I'm and I'm tearing up, and I'm like, fuck, this is just my history and my emotions have ruined me for any scene, know how poorly staged. I was like, I do not need to cry for this shitty family and yet i'm like i'm like no don't hey, do it you you're are. fine don't look at it here don't look are. at it. you're not remembering when you held your jaws for the first time no you you're not a pussy like man up you're american like put it together <laughs> oh god um see as i'm wearing my skull mask in the in the, in the movie theater see this is patrick's my relationship patrick is dylan and uh <laughs> Frankly, I am well. I'm not sure I'm cool enough to be one, but I'm definitely You're a not. TT. Yeah, but <laughs> um, I, <sighs> I I wish this movie did not have all of the high powered action choreography of a USA original. <laughs> but unfortunately, that is, is the space that it's in. Isn't that isn't USA <sighs> where the, the TV so. series aired? I think that that's correct. I do. <sighs> Which, I don't know. I haven't seen that show. Maybe that show actually does have some cool action scenes or some horror stuff that works. Uh, I cannot understand how much this movie wants me to care about Dylan. Yeah. I don't get it. I yeah, don't. I just, and like, and because of that, the whole thing. And like, I don't even proof. buy that. I don't even buy that Juan and Adela care. I mean, they're supposed to just care out of like, they're other human beings, so I care. Oh. But it never land. Or like they, I don't know. They never wrestle with that or like. No. It's just like becomes the automatic. I don't well, know. The thing it's, is, they believe it's because they're both good people and fundamentally right, right. want to save children you want to save pregnant people because that's what brings us together we but can all also, agree uh, yeah yeah yes yes but it's also more a innocent film. than an unborn baby and right. setting right. up that final yes. moment as the like this is the happy ending like the white family gets to have their baby when uh-huh. fucking td gets <laughs> gunned down yep. and doesn't even get to start it like might have started a fit right like those two yep. that makes and that earlier moment literally worse. Darius literally disappears from this movie to go save his family, he right. says. And he's like, I'd only slow you down. I got to go. And it's just like, okay, well, I guess we're just not going to. All right. Yeah. This is it. It's it's the Tucker movie. Yeah. Fundamentally. Um, I was I was so hoping in those early moments when they were still together that like by the mid midpoint, the Tuckers are all gone at that point. Like as you know, like imagine what that. Tucker. Because what like, if Dylan had turned? What if during the yeah. Mike Pence scene, Dylan had? See, that's what I think. I think a better movie would have been where he he does he does, he yeah he he picks up the gun and yeah, he does right. he, you know he goes he does the whole I I I I don't want to do this you know yeah, he, yeah, does yeah. The, he does the, the whole song and dance 
But he, because nothing about the movie suggests to me that he wouldn't. <laughs> I, 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 I think he would. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's a better movie because then you get Cassie, his his wife, and Harper, his sister, needing to needing to somebody would have to choose. Right, right, and they'd have to think about that and have to, you know, you get you get him picking up the gun and Cassie knocking it away so that she saves TT and like that. It's schlocky, but I don't. I would rather that schlockiness well, in which that family has to contend with this guy they that they've organized which, their life which around. seems like that would fit within like the arc that they set up to some degree yeah. in, in the beginning. But again, then that speaks to I think where it's playing with, you know, it just wants to have the fun of the. Of the of the obvious racist of the family, well, or at least the one who, or the one who speaks the racism, we're all we're all good enough to just internalize it uh-huh. and uh, uh, I'm not very nice and profit from it. Uh, I'm I'm very nice to my nanny. What do you mean? Oh, um, God. This movie so, feels uh, like it felt like the first like quarter of it felt better and like more about like. In the first quarter of it, it feels like Quan and Adele are main characters, and then for the rest of them, they're just there to protect the white family, right? Like, yeah. yep. It it in the trailers, you feel like I'm great. I'm so excited to see this like blockbuster, uh, you know, uh, horror film with a uh, Mexican dude as the main guy, like the main character. He is not. He does not end up being a the main character in like. I don't know, like, the high school definition of, like, main character, where, like, it's the character that grows or changes the most. Like, his, uh, like, the movement of change or, like, struggle that he has to do is all about Dylan. And that that family is so central to this whole thing. And it was not what I, like, it it started all right, right? Like, those early scenes with that characterized Juan and Adela, I thought, were going some interesting ways but then once once everything breaks bad and the actual momentum of the movie starts the way they want it to like it's it fell apart as like no this is about this is about the white family overcoming the racism <laughs> so and this is the thing i i think this is so badly compromised by dylan is there to imagine a way back for uh like your bog standard mm-hmm. uh right wing white american dude and the whole thing this is where it becomes a really like self-betraying like centrist fantasy of like at some point these people will realize it's gone too far and it's like and this and i think this is the thing we were spared from the fact that the first purge came up that was their trump era movie they never really did reckon with like what happened in 2016 but like there was the last exit for characters like dylan like where were you going to sort of draw the line and they didn't. And so, like, the, this thing's kind of a wish fulfillment of, like, well, surely at some point we can all unite around something. And even guys like Dylan will realize that, like, hey, this is this is not the way. Um, and so you – and I think this is the other reason why Dylan feels like such a cipher. Because the growth, it doesn't – like, you, they can't convincingly portray the, the growth. All he is is, like, a dude who, like, I want to get out of here with my family and I will not, I will not needlessly murder. Uh, these uh like the, the these Mexican workers I've got. Um who repeatedly saved my life over and over again. Yeah. So why would I? Right? They're doing yeah. it's yeah. They're, 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 they're still working. They're still for working, it. yes. I yeah. fucking and it, hate it. It turns it. all of them into like 
black guys in war movies and action movies in like the uh so like world war ii era war movies self-sacrificing black guy later action movies have a similar thing going on a lot and a lot of it is because the movies were serving two things one they were trying to they were anxious about racial reconciliation and trying to highlight like damn you know like this country isn't so good uh to the black people who serve it but then Uh his way of portraying that was we're going to create a really nice black person in a subservient position who will self-sacrifice on behalf of the white people. And the white people in the audience will feel like uh, sympathy stirred in their hearts, but yeah. they will not be forced to question the racial hierarchy of the country. It's it, a sublimation of that anxiety, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like we have this really, – oh, again, this goes back to that speech from Caleb before, which felt like this to me, which is you're what you're, you know the world is broken and you're done – you don't want to pretend like it isn't anymore. But what do you do with that feeling? Um, and yeah, I think this movie says – I think this movie is, is – one of the things it does is address that anxiety by showing you a very simple model of what it means to be a good person without actually advocating for or attempting structural change. Um, which is why I've also written here down, uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert present the purge to restore sanity and or fear. Uh, the, that is the model here. Why can't we all just get back to the way th- we, we all have, we all share the same values, basically. Uh, that, God. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's when America, that's, that's in my lifetime, the moment that I wish at the time more people had pushed back on in American politics. Maybe, maybe the most. Um, you know, America's know. just like Maybe. the uh, the Holland Tunnel. You know, how are you ever going to get all the people through the merge? Uh, you just got to give, and you got to take. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> so I just need to get this out too. We forgot one key detail. Sure. Does anyone remember why was Adela so good at the fighting? Oh yeah. Oh uh, right. Sure. Yeah, her woman's group. <laughs> <laughs> What's she was in a Facebook group uh, where you, have, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, well, she wasn't in a Facebook group. <laughs> she was part of a group in Mexico. No, they had meetups women. and they fought the cartels. No, they fought I mean, the cartels. That's basically right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Got together. Will you have a you couple attend? glasses of wine. You grab your AK and, you know, see what kind of shit can go down. No, but but this is like, it is kind of like. Uh, so what what they're leveraging here is there there have been like women's vigilante groups who have uh, yes. sort of sprung up in Mexico to deal with the excesses of cartel violence. Uh, and Adela and Juan, really what they are is they're less people looking for work than they are refugees from the fact that like they got to run because they run afoul of the cartels. But it did just it kind of cracked me up, too, because it was like. It felt less about telling a story about like Adela or Juan and much more about like, so how much of a model minority can we make these characters? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, there is something so interesting to me about Juan as being the, the, you know, uh, preeminent cowboy because I don't know that the average American moviegoer understands the place that the the rancher and the cowboy have in central and south america um or in mexico uh that it also has a rich history and and a a legacy uh, that is uh, that is actually racialized in many parts of 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 those places um 
because of, because of the ways in which uh, indigenous uh, uh, communities intersected with those sorts of labor. Um, and in, so instead, I, I, I feel like there is something happening here where Juan may not be American, but he's the best at being the most American thing there is, a cowboy. Um, and that's the that ends up being the foundation from which a mutual respect can can or a respect from Dylan <laughs> to Juan can can grow. Um, and I think that it's a really messy and weird analogy because of that, because of of, of what that is. Um, yeah, I don't know what a weird what a yeah. weird movie. Uh, Americans are fighting back, guys. We'll find out. But oh, that's right. Because the oh, final movie. The announcer. What, what America will emerge? What America will emerge? On the other side. Who will survive in America? <laughs> yes. This is... Uh, it's yeah. wild because I think... I don't want to put it in the same full category as something like Green Book. Because, no. Because this movie fully does understand that racism and the the uh the ways in which racism intersect with uh, uh a growing violent populist movement in America is everywhere and it's powerful and it's happening under our noses it understands that in a way that isn't just about there's a there are a few bad apples there are some bad people but they're going away right oh, the, the page is turning just but, a generational thing, right? You know? Yeah, it doesn't. Like it, the, if the old, if the boomers die off, yes, like the younger yes. people will save us. Yes, it resists that. It doesn't see the world that way, and yet it still wants. It still centers the Tucker. It still centers Dylan and yeah. his learning lesson, and it's so. It's just a strange blend. I like. I, it's shocking in some ways that only one person wrote this because it, the touch of uh, there. It's such a it, the worldview that it espouses or that drives it is so mixed up around all this stuff. Um, also, again, I just want to underscore, I think it's a bad horror action film. Like, I just don't yeah. think it's ever fun. And going back to the first, the original Purge movie. The first one is really fun. It's really fun. And, I mean, it still gets some of this wrong to some degree. I remember us talking about in that movie that, like, hey, at the end of the day, this movie can't separate itself from the main dude and his relationship to his own power and and uh uh you know his own affluence and it's working through some of those same those same anxieties um hey i wish we'd gotten more from that soldier character in that first in that first movie etc right uh the the veteran who who blah 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 uh, it falls in similar traps with that stuff but it fundamentally is also a really enjoyable flick that mm. is just fun to watch even though some of the the um uh the combat in the house is kind of is kind of confusing about where people are and all that stuff it's still basically a really fun romp um and i think most of these have been that even i don't remember if i liked anarchy or election year worse but i remember those movies and i remember key sequences mm -hmm. in those movies yep. i don't think there's a sequence in the forever i think i think anarchy is better cuz it's like frank grillo just like doing his it's punisher a punisher impression. movie right yeah. yes i forgot about that yes <laughs> yes yeah, and then first purge is legitimately like, oh, they they solved action. Yeah, uh, they yeah. they did it. Um, but remember the thing about the thing about election year is it's bad, but it has that anti purge group, and it has that wild shootout in the like the rich person party 
uh, and like the sequence that follows. Like, there's fun sequences even in that movie. Well, yeah, there's the fuck the bird. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, exactly. That, and also, I think that movie ends up being better than it actually had a right being because the last thing that uh, its central character sort of says to the Hillary Clinton character is, "You better fucking win." Right. And then yes. he goes and goes out to lay it on the line. And yeah. we do know that one, like if huh. like that's the metaphor of like people are out there like putting it on the line for a centrist political movement that cannot re- like that cannot grip power uh right. that cannot utilize it uh to like actually um like drive back the edges of uh the sort of creeping fascism uh and so i think that movie ends up being like even though the text of the movie is like yeah, so we we got we 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 voted blue and we got them in charge and we yeah. were putting an end to this new founding fathers shit. Uh, I think that last line of "Hey, this only this is only justified if you actually succeed." Like this is this this doesn't happen in a vacuum. Your capacity to deliver on this changes the meaning of these actions. It changes the value of these sacrifices and like and you. Um, yep. And so we do know histor- historically that sort of like tepid, uh, you know, centrist person is like, we just need to get away from the, the new founding father's vision. Um, we do know that person does fail and and, and lets all of that go to waste. Totally. Um, You're right about and- that. And I think that it also it's worth saying this movie doesn't it doesn't end with. And and real Americans are pushing back against the pur the the whatever the purge purification foundation whatever the, the name of that new group is and they've done it we've retaken America and it's a bright day again like it is not fundamentally optimistic or Isn't or I, I don't I, don't I think, think that it's I think it's open to the notion of like who knows what tomorrow will bring sure. I think the movie's framing is better than the film. The movie's framing is yeah. America's cooked. Like right. can't put this genie back in the bottle. At the end, right. what hope there is is like, boy, I hope something better emerges from all these ashes. Um but yeah. the notion that like this could be done through uh like we'll just uh, we'll just elect a unity party. That ain't gonna do it. Like no, yeah. <laughs> the 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 bad guys in these stories want blood, and even if they are willing to sort of accept setbacks, their supporters will not. Yeah. Um. And so I think the films, like the premise, a lot of the framing on this is actually pretty good. The film they actually made is not. Um. And that that's what what kind of sucks. Oh. Um. Yeah. Well. <laughs> The forever purge. The final, also the final purge, according to uh, what they said. Yeah, like, so yeah, it was pitched that way, and it was written by the Monaco in that way, and then he's given interviews mm. uh, recently when he's like, so I, I wrote, the, I wrote, he's like, I wrote the movie as, as the, like, and like, open-ended in the sense that, like, he didn't want to, like, uh, write what America would be afterwards. Not because it was, like, open-ended as a cliffhanger, as much as, like, that's the arc of the series. Like, that's just, you know, we don't know what, you know, the, the purge and the consequences of the purge have wrought. Um, and then he's since said that he, in like the doing interviews and stuff, he's come up with um, may, maybe he's not committed to it. But you know, I, I, I see I, here. I don't know. The in July 2021, is. DeMonico confirmed his concept for purge six. Yeah. to Focus on Frank Grillo's character, Leo Barnes from Anarchy and Election Year. 
and to incorporate a worldwide purge, a concept originally developed for a potential third season God of the Purge television series. See, that sounds boring. Mm. That sounds um, shit. The I, worldwide. Where's purge. Ethan Hawke? Did he die in the he first died, one? He died, man. He died. Ah. <laughs> but did he? But did he? Right. Hmm? Hmm? Who could say? Like a world that just sounds Someone like. Someone write in and tell ask us if the Purge, uh, or tell us if the Purge TV show had anything valuable in it. I've heard I no. Think we went for two seasons. Skip list. <laughs> I can't. You know I can't do this. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's, here's a question we got. Uh, from Doug, we'll, we'll end with this. The Purge series is unique and it's basically death wish for Democrats or social Democrats and it's more radical moments for want of a better word. Uh, the far right got its crop of shoot of exploitation movies in the 70s and 80s. So I'm wondering, what might an explicitly leftist exploitation action film look like? It's kind of hard to imagine. Uh, is the action film an inherently capitalist or imperial genre at some level? Or do we just no longer dare to dream in the way in that way anymore after every domestic left movement has been thoroughly crushed and any successful ones abroad have been painted as fundamentally evil or tyrannical. Sorry to bother you is the closest I've seen, but that's kind of it. It's not really an action movie, is it? It's not, yeah, it's but not. it is exp- It is like explicitly so explicitly left. leftist. Yes, 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 for sure. In a way that's like, and I would, are you kidding? I would take, I would, would take that, uh, um, God, why, why am I blanking on his name? I just said his name the other day. The uh, director of that movie. Um, Roots, uh, uh, Boots Riley. Boots Riley, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I would take a Boots Riley action film in a second. <laughs> um, Hell yeah! <laughs> God, what? I, I mean, I think that I. Sus- there's a couple of answers here, right? Which is like, if you're saying in the world of, of pure exploitation, then it's it's easy to imagine things that are not about explicit leftist revolution, mm-hmm. but are about, um small scale small scale victories um you know you do the uh the version of um what is the what is the movie about the sheriff who like cleans up the town and it got remade the first one the second one was with the rock i want to say the first one was with that bad oh. actor you know who i'm talking about i've heard that movie's good too the, um, the rocks version of it yeah the original both i actually i've heard both are good um, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. God. But like, imagine that, but it's about a mine worker going up against the the leaders of the, like the corrupt leaders of the mine and their, the, I mean, I'm thinking. This you, you want Grindhouse Madawan. Yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly that. Right. Um, I want the movie about like the, 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 the Pinkertons getting slaughtered as they try to stop the the you know labor movement kicking off <laughs> um uh so you know and i actually think that you could also put you could go back and and retroactively fit some black exploitation films in here even though many of them are also playing in a right-wing fantasy space um it's easy to see those and recontextualize some of them. i mean you know black dynamite literally does this work of recontextualizing uh, uh black exploitation films drawing on what's already there and making some some connections to to larger kind of racial justice uh, uh, perspectives, let's say. Um, I'm not going to remember the name of this movie, unfortunately, but it's fun. But you so, know, you know what I'm saying, basically. Basically, I almost said the rundown. That's not it. It's not the rundown. I also feel like no, the rundown's the one with uh, the the comedian. What's his name? The other guy and. Sean William Scott, I want to say his name is. Oh, I think 
God, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. the name of that? Any Walking Tall, Walking Tall. Walking tall. But instead of being I a almost sheriff, said Walk the Line, and I was like, wait, no, that's the Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, instead of it being a, a sheriff or a soldier or whatever, it's it's you know it's it's that style, and like, I think that stuff is still caught up in a lot of the individualism. It is still it, you 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 don't escape that in the Hollywood system. You just you it's hard to because and also when you see what came out of the Soviet system, is. it often strikes you as corny and 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 kind of uh, heavy handed as well. Where it's like, um, at times like. What's put like if you watch like uh, Alexander Nevsky or something, right, tough film sure. to get through because yeah. it's like I want more just slaughtering the 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 Teutons and the and and the evil like bishops and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like no, we have to slow down and watch the humble villagers ply their trade uh, for like good twenty or thirty minutes here uh, while we sing sol- sing songs of solidarity. And I'm like. I mean, the- yeah. Can we just get to the ass kicking part? <laughs> I will say the other side of this is Verhoeven, right? Mm. Is you make movies about the right devouring itself. Mm. Uh, you, you make movies about how the engine is ex- as exploitative and terrible. Uh, you make Robocop, you make Starship Troopers. Uh, I mean, Starship Troopers is not the, is not the machine devouring itself. It is in fact, just look at how terrible the machine is. Look at this! Look at this thing! Look at this thing we've built and called a society. Uh, it's ready to expand and kill more. But RoboCop is very much in the exploitation space and is very much about the the ways in which state and big business intertwine um, and and thank thankfully intertwine to such a degree that eventually uh, the machine breaks down under its own contradictions through the creation of a perfect worker who strikes back against it. Right. RoboCop is the best leftist exploitation film we can make. RoboCop <laughs> fucking rips. That movie rules. Yeah, I think for me, I think there's another part of this, which is um, yeah, no, the, the RoboCop example is good because the thing is, you also have to imagine if you're like, okay, who are we? Who's going to get taken out? Who like who? Who's the violence going to be directed against? To be truly leftist, it can't be like just the foot soldiers who are getting. Correct. Or not, not to be truly. That's I hate that word. I know but, what you mean though. To sort of accomplish what the the question is premising, um, you need to see some of the the ownership or ruling class like eat shit over the course of that. And so, like, you can get a movie like uh, Django Unchained that its position is like these people are all pricks, and you're going to enjoy watching seeing them get theirs. <laughs> and so, there's no sympathy extended to. Um, uh Leonardo DiCaprio's uh sister who lives in that ranch house she gets blown away so hard like literally your body goes flying out of the picture um but who is the most reprehensible character in that movie uh so I I would still say it's Candy but I'm gonna guess you you feel it's uh Dude, Samuel Samuel it's Jackson. Samuel Jackson's character there yeah. the, there is so much I Candy is still terrible like I'm not saying that the, the movie pulls any punches around that at all but I think the Samuel Jackson character Steven is gets the the most he's the final boss he's the final boss and is the moral villain um and I trust me um when I see black folks fucking caping for a fundamentally racist institution it sucks but I recognize they are produced by the the apparatuses of the state that that produce white supremacy like they come out of that cultural 
melange. They're not just like bad people out the gate. And so my villain, the final villain, the core moral villain for me in a movie like that should still be the candy character, the the yeah. the Leo character. Um, but, but I think where I'm, I where I'm going with this saying, is no. you got to be willing to show it like the people yeah. who like deserve to get it are going to look like people that do not traditionally scan as like villains or monsters in movies, right? Like it's going to be a lot of like dragging the wizard out from behind the curtain, standing him up against a wall and shooting him. And like that can be uh that can be a strong brew for folks. Um and so the, the Verhoven uh solution to that is we'll just make them all just like nightmarish uh caricatures and like we're gonna enjoy watching yeah. these suits eat shit because they're all such like uh vanal corrupt cowards. Um but does it go down as smoothly when it's a lot of dudes who are going to give the like um you know when it, when it's a lot of dudes who when you when you get the people who enforce the violence out of the way and you're sort of exposed to paper pushers uh, and guys who are just like, I just move money around. I just, uh-huh. you know, I just decide where to deploy resources. Um, you know, that's that is a face of that villainy. Um, and so you got to you got to sort of unpack why that character is as implicated as the uh, sort of fascists they deploy. Totally. I had a quick update. Ethan Hawke shows up as a cameo at the end of the second Purge series season, rather. Does um, that take? It's a it's oh, a flashback. He sells some people some ah, some. Yeah. He sets some stuff up. Yes, correct. Yeah. Oh, like literally? Yeah, literally. He's like a Purge vendor. I mean, that's what he was, right? Yeah, yeah he was so, security. Yeah, securities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's. Mm, I'll look up that mm, scene. Mm, I'll okay. watch that one scene and not understand what it. Uh, Doug asks one other question. What does your scary badass purge outfit look like? <laughs> a Bro, snuggie because I'm, I'm a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuddle, we are not yeah. gonna fuck with nah. that. Absolutely not at right. all. So hold on, Doug said, Bro. pretending for a moment, it's only about looking cool, not that you're out there running around killing people. So it's Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> go Except find that. More go find my, I'm gonna go find my Sora costume that I bought for yeah. Max and good going on. <laughs> hey. I'm a key. No, Can you combine it with the hot dog suit somehow? <laughs> like a hot dog Sora? Yeah, you could put that yeah. vest over on the top. hot dog. Yeah, yeah. on yeah. top. Yeah. Oh, wait, can we be some sort of can we be some sort of like fun food related gang? Like you got the hot dog <laughs> suit, I'll get like a big burger situation. And um, instead of hiding stuff in, you know, a goat inside of a cage, it's just a bunch of fast food that we all it's like. A bunch of fast food, yeah, exactly. Hey, you all hungry? I, maybe we don't have to kill someone. You want to just eat yeah, eat yeah. that food? Kata could be a thing of fries covered in Hell ketchup. Yeah. No, not covered in ketchup. Oh, you didn't like the covered in ketchup. I no. thought you were the covered in ketchup person. See, I no, I was not. No, I was the mayo person. I was the. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Sorry, absolutely got, not. Got, got no, nice aioli. Aioli. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> you know, it would be very funny though if you're running around in a big McGruff the crime dog uh, costume and like murking people all the purge night. That would be pretty. <laughs> That'd be funny. God. All right. Well, that does it. That does it for the show. And that does it for the Purge series. Maybe. But maybe we're going to learn about that worldwide Purge. Uh, (laughs) Crossing, crossing borders, crossing markets. 
Uh, and, yeah, and- yeah, you know, uh, the, you know, for a series that is uh, runs a real fine line that it often goes afoul of when it plays with <laughs> culture and politics, the Get thing it should do is just incorporate all cultures, all politics, and be like, I've got something to say. I don't know what it is about the cadence of Worldwide Purge, but I keep wanting to like, be like, is this Purge online? Is this, yeah, it's all like, online purge. Like, are yeah. we cyberbullying now? And VR, VR, VR purge. <laughs> like, the VR purge. Pitbull, Pitbull is running it. That's, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> you turned to evil. <laughs> yeah, at first, at first I was like, Bulldog. And I was like, wait, the guy from Frasier? <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't very Dolly of you at all, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so that does it for, uh, I think that wraps up the film cast for the month. Um, I, uh, well, we might, we might be doing a little, we might check out the resident evil. Oh, right. Sure. Right. I don't know if that'll happen this month though. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe, maybe as we close, close out the one. Pat- Patrick we'll says that's, that. it's a good movie. It's a, to- it's a totally decent schlocky horror film. It's Paul W.S. Anderson. The man, the man is known for. I don't know what that means. If it's Horizon, <laughs> combat, oh, wow. yeah, he he. That is like Resident Evil is is, is his wheelhouse. Um, that is, it fits very perfectly in the the arc. And then he made six of them. So, with six, you really perfect your craft, right? Like <laughs> you know, six has got to be just a bang. Well, he, uh, Paul W. Anderson is the ultimate wife guy. Like, just wants to work with his wife. Like, he's married to uh, Mila Jojovich. And oh. So, he okay, just makes movies know. like, you know, she becomes the star of those Resident Evil movies. She's not a character from th- th- those mm-hmm. movies to have like all the elements. She's not like Jill Redfield or whatever. Joe. <laughs> oh, right. That's why she's that. in Monster Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he just <laughs> loves, loves him. He loves her that much. She and she's fine. She's totally fine. Like she, she's a totally decent, you know, action actress. Like uh-huh. nothing against her. Well, good for good for him. Well, we'll we'll have to check out this Resident Evil movie. This I think. Paul W. S. Uh, Anderson. Yeah, tell me more. Uh, but yeah, so that, thanks was so that much. a Resident Evil voice you just did? <laughs> no, it was me. Like, tell me more. What are you buying? Tell me more. Yeah. What are you selling? Uh, Is that all, stranger? <laughs> itchy, tasty. Not <laughs> just saying random <laughs> phrases. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, I, oh, Patrick, oh. we gotta go. Yeah, you got. You'll have to go do this. Yeah, stream. I gotta go eat lunch. Walk my dog. Yeah, we gotta to, get trying ready. Trying to buy this. Well, trying trying to buy this Steam Deck hasn't worked out. So, dude, might as well I'm so I. Oh my god, they were not gonna. When, when are they gonna let me try to buy again? It doesn't say how long the wait is. No, I got, if, it looks if you like just you've been continue again, it will yeah. uh, occasionally it, it will allow you to just. I think it's just spitting out random errors. I don't think it's actually okay. locking your account. But I'm I'm hitting uh, continue on both my phone. And oh, and the, and the web app and it's or by you know the, the 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 computer app but it's both of them are just seeing folks like Gary Wood to get one and I might get a press one but I don't know so I need we don't to know. I have to, know. I have to lock in my my backup. I didn't and think then I was going to get buy one. That I got one pushed off over you. the edge. When you right, take exactly. That's how. <laughs> right, hundred percent. We'll just continue <laughs> yeah, the PS Five cycle all all over again. Like I'm fine. I'd be happy to sell this mid tier. I got the mid. I was trying to get the mid tier one. I'm trying to get the mid tier one also. I when I saw yeah. that I couldn't fit a a lot of Steam games, I'm fine with only having like one or two big games on there on like the internal drive. Then get a micro SD yep. for everything else. But I don't know. But we'll yeah. see. 
I have fucking face buttons scare me, but whatever. This seems like it's anyway. We'll see. Sorry, so we ruined Rob's outro with this <laughs> wildly Video antiquated commentary yeah. on the Steam Deck that I don't know when this podcast is going up, but next Wednesday, probably next Wednesday. All right. Anyway, relevant. Keep subscribing to Waypoint Plus so we can buy the nice <laughs> Steam Decks when they finally become available. Do you want Patrick? swapping games around on his on his little SD card? No. What you want to do is subscribe to Waypoint Plus for movie podcasts. Y'all are Patrick's- salaried. You don't get you don't get like a cut. No, we as don't. far as we I know. No. No, can confirm hot yeah. scoop that money does not go into my wallet. It keeps um, us it keeps us all employed. Yeah. Yeah, and lets us do this. Let's me go to the movie theater at 11 a.m. on a Thursday. Yes. That is what it does. We could not have done that pre waypoint plus at no, all right. no i certainly couldn't set up a cod hey look cod <laughs> results are gonna be <laughs> i'm excited did you, did you get that setup tried, set up? did you get that plate on the right way yeah so i confirmed with dia it is correct it just looks weird um it's correct now not the first it is correct time. now yes okay yeah yeah uh so yeah so yeah look we're we're doing movie pods and uh, for the streams, I'm creating cinema. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh huh. Famous last word. <sighs> creating cinema with Rob Zachary. That's it. That's that's the that's end of the it. show. That's you just stop it. listening. <laughs> yeah. Stop everyone. Stop it. Oh. Uh...